What's up, people? Hotep Jesus. We are back. Another wonderful conversation. Another wonderful sharp conversation. Today we're gonna we're gonna tech geek out today. Um I didn't set this screen up that you guys are seeing here. This is my old screen, and I forgot I had to adjust this screen because I had new screens, but whatever. Hotep Nation's on a mission. 2022, we're on a mission to promote homeschooling. We want to bring homeschooling. Uh, closer to parents. We want to bring them with uh, the resources, the knowledge, the know-how, the do's and don'ts, state laws, regulations, how easy, how hard it is to start homeschooling your children, homeschooling styles for the different styles that your child learns under, because not every child learns the same. Hi, baby. Not every 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 uh, child learns the same. So we have initiative. We got moving. We have donors coming in. This is this is a beautiful thing, man. This is shout out to Dawn Hotep. It was her idea to uh, embark upon this mission. Um, and yeah, we're going all 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 in, uh, twenty twenty, uh, to um, promote homeschooling, man. If you want to donate and help us out, proliferate. This great information. Hotepnation.com slash donate. But without further ado, further ado, further ado, I got a great guest. He's been on this platform before, super knowledgeable. Uh, I love checking out his content. Um, the problem with checking out his content is uh, you get immersed in it. You get lost, you know? So you sit down, you listen to one thing, you're like, all right, I need some more of this. <laughs> it's like drugs. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you, formerly known as Van Armani, uh magnet or emperor of the of, of rome <laughs> cyprianus cyprian what up homie how you feeling bro what's up <laughs> glad to be back glad to be back thank you for the introduction yeah much appreciated yeah. yeah um what the hell is going on man you was vin armani who knows what your other name was? You worse than me. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, if anybody can feel me on this situation, it's gonna be Hotep G. <laughs> <laughs> you worse than me with the name. I didn't have about four, five names. That's me too. Yep. Same. <laughs> so, so what? And I'm ready to change again. Anyway, um, <laughs> we we're not even gonna go into it. But but what is this? What, explain to me. I'm totally lost on the Cyprian situation. What what sparked this and why Cyprian? Well, it's my baptismal name, so I, I'm, oh. I'm now baptized into the Orthodox Church. So okay, so you know, Vin Armani is clearly not my birth name, right? And it's a name that I adopted at a particular point in my life, kind of the gigolo TV, like all that. And before that, I still went by another moniker. So I, I haven't used like personally and professionally, I haven't used my birth name really since I was about 19 years old, 18, 19 years old. Okay. So, so this was just, you know, Vin Armani represented a, a point in my life, mm -hmm. uh, an, an exciting point in my life and all of that. But um, this, this name came along and, you know, this baptism came along my spiritual father, the priest who baptized me, he, he basically gave me this name. Most people kind of, there's, Sometimes a priest will sort of advise or choose for you. Most people, they sort of choose their name, their, their Christian baptismal name, or their parents do, you know, but, um, or it's a fam sort of a family type of thing. But he, he chose this one for me 
And it's uh, St. Cyprian of Antioch, who is a okay. very interesting saint. He was a sorcerer who... Hmm. Yeah, sounds so like it's, a, it's a very, very cool story. <laughs> he, was, he was a sorcerer who was summoning demons and all of this, hmm. trying to uh, get a, a virgin, a very sort of holy virgin, St. Justina, to fall in love with the guy who had hired him. He was a sorcerer in hmm. Antioch. And uh, she basically, you know, with like prayer and all of that held it off everything that he could throw at her and then eventually he summoned like what they said was like a prince of hell like a, a high demon mm -hmm. and this demon still couldn't pull it off and so cyprian the sorcerer just turned on him and was like what you're you're not powerful whatever and the demon comes and attacks him mm. this is the story of the life of saint cyprian of antioch and as the demon's choking the life out of him he's the only thing he could think to do is to do the sign of the cross mm. he does that and the demon runs mm. And so he's like, okay, I've got to be, I've got to be a Christian. So he, he goes in, he basically makes the Bishop of Antioch at the time, um, baptize him. He's, he's a priest within like one year and then he becomes a Bishop. And eventually he and this same Virgin are martyred together. They're arrested and martyred. It's during the time of the, the persecution that the Romans persecuting the Christians. Mm -hmm. And so he's, he's, he's killed. They're both killed together. It's a, it's a really cool story. And it, you know, my spiritual father was like, you will be baptized as Cyprian. That's going to be your baptismal name. And I was like, you know what? Ben Armani was given to me by my agent when I first like got into the whole like gigolo world and all of that. And mm -hmm. I was like, this feels redemptive. This feels right. So uh, I was like, okay, well then I'll just go by Cyprian now. I'll, ch I'll change that out and go by it. But I, I, I'm definitely not mad at anybody who calls me Vin. Right. Um, I'm not that guy. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I, I'm, I not, I'm not that guy at all. So. Um, no, no, I totally get that. Cause sometimes the homies might call me Boston, you know, exactly. my old rat name. And I'm like, Oh, you know, it kind of makes me feel good. It's like, exactly. Oh, yeah, you remember him, huh? Exactly. Uh, Jabari Allen, HJ is like the sun and the moon these days. He rises and falls twice a day <laughs> to give young hoteps the knowledge that they need. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Waste of talent podcast in the building. Uh, real quick, ladies and gentlemen, let's make sure we share this out. Email, text, uh, snail mail. Tell somebody, tell tell your mama, tell your cousin, get in here, tag me on Twitter, share this to Twitter, tag me on Twitter, I'll retweet it. Vin, um, I'm very much uh, absorbed in uh, Russia and yes. its history. Uh, yes. uh, I believe quite a wonderful country. I mm -hmm. uh, have very few negative things to say about it in its history. Um, there's this gentleman named Rasputin. Mm -hmm. How much do you know about Rasputin? I know I, 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 I don't know an exhaustive amount, but I definitely I know the whole story. Okay, I know I've got some thoughts on Rasputin for sure. What thoughts you got on Ras? Because I'm about to start digging into his life. Because talk about interesting people. Yes, he was on another definitely, level. Definitely, I mean, Russia is a is a highly spiritual uh, country, and um, I mean, my wife is Russian. My children are Russian. Oh uh, wow! Dual, they're they're dual citizens, you know. So okay. I'm married to a, a, a Russian woman. She's a dual citizen as well. Okay. Um, but um, you know, I've said Fauci is basically a, a Rasputin really? character. They're the same archetype. They're kind of the same archetype. So. You know, I mean, Rasputin, it, it could be said that 
that his influence was a catalyst for basically the 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 czar's fall and the rise of the Bolsheviks, mm. um, the, 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 the removal of trust of the Russian people away from the czar. I mean, Rasputin was an Orthodox in an Orthodox country. And he's, he's in this house, you know, he's, he's basically an occultist. He's yes. a, a, he's a sorcerer fundamentally, mystic, yeah. a mystic, which yeah. is, you know, which is a part of Russia as well. Right. It's there. Oh yeah. But the, the czar, I mean, he was the, 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 the manifestation, I guess you could say, of of holy Russia. Right. So, I mean, orthodoxy is was a part of the the rulership of Russia since the 900s. Mm-hmm. So it had been a thousand years, you know, of this of this thing. So, you know, he was the meant to be the orthodox spiritual leader, you could say, in a way, at least civically, a representation of of the orthodox empire. Mm-hmm. And here he is with his wife in close contact and rumors coming up of all of this, of her interactions with this sorcerer, this witch doctor, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, that she's going to him to, to heal the son who is in line to be czar and all of this. So yeah, it's um, he's a, a, an interesting character. And then the fact, you know, all the stories about they couldn't kill him and all these things was, yeah. Yeah. it's, you know, the here's here's what's interesting, you know, for the Russian people, and this is something that, I mean, I, that orthodoxy has, it's, it's become clear to me, and I understood my wife so much better when I actually, like, you know, was catechized and became orthodox and learned. It's like, that mysticism is just present. Mm, you know, it's just it? present in their entire culture is the, the the mysticism is there. The Russian saints are highly mystical. Uh, for them, the idea that miracles would happen, that there would be miraculous healings, all of this is commonplace, commonplace, you know, and it's not about you, you look at it and we look at it and we would say, oh, it's a it's a superstition. But you have to understand it's it's woven way deeper into the culture than that way. And it's way deeper into into Orthodox Christianity, you know, so mm-hmm. it's it's interesting. It's interesting. But right now. Hmm. At the end of a, what I think is the end of an empire, I think Rasputin is a great person to study. Mm. Great person to study, mm. you know, mm. if for nothing else than just to get a vibe of the the energy of the time. Right. Yeah, I really want to dive into what he studied mm. and how he practiced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, I, you know, they talked about how he was the only one that was able to make the child. What was it? Was he Nicholas too? I want to say, the son. I believe. I believe he was little little Nicky. I believe. Yeah, I, I believe he was. He was, was. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, he was a hemophiliac or whatever. And he was the only one yep. that could calm him down. He was. Mm-hmm. He's the only one that could get him to stop bleeding, and he was doing like you know weird hand things over the child which mm-hmm. i'm familiar with in the in the mystic mm-hmm. world right sure but anyway people didn't come here for that conversation they came here <laughs> to talk about that's a future conversation future it's an interesting conversation though well i'm gonna have to bring sure. you back to, to talk about uh because that's the that's the co- top my topic man mysticism religion oh i love to talk about it, love I, to talk it, about it. Yeah. you know we're gonna come back we're gonna talk about the orthodox church but today we're gonna talk tech Shout out to all my tech geeks in the building. You know what's funny about tech people, man? Mm. They love to argue. Yes, that's true. They love to argue. 
It's part of the game. I posted this up. And within minutes, it was two people in the chat arguing. I said, God damn, <laughs> one opinion going this way, another opinion going that way. <laughs> I said, boy, good, a lot of opinions, but it's good. You know, that's good. One question off topic I do have for you mm. while we're in the midst of this demic, shout out to demic. Yeah, yep. What's it like in Saipan? Is it, because over here it feels like Nazi Germany. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I'm being hyperbolic, <laughs> but it's it's quite totalitarian. What's it yep. like out there by you? It's interesting, you know. Um, on paper, on paper, it seems like to the outside world, I think people might look and be like, "Oh, there's you know restrictions happening there and everything." But on the ground, uh, things are very different. But that's the culture of uh, of this place. Um, you know, one of the one of the guys who, who came here from California, uh, two brothers who lives here, uh, one of them said uh, he, he called Saipan and the Commonwealth of Northern Marianas. He called it a, a we were calling it like a client state, sort of like a client state of the U.S. Because they just basically most of the income for the government comes from the feds, federal grants, all of this, almost all of it. Um, so it's kind of like a gov government government welfare, but it's just it's basically it's a client state. Right. So. He called it a theater state, which goes back to sort of this Russian idea of the Potemkin village. It sort of is a Potemkin village. So on paper, on paper, it seems like they're doing a lot of CDC guidelines stuff and WHO and, oh, we got 93% of the population vaccinated. We got this and that. And it's like, well, they're also, the governor is also, there's articles of impeachment for him right now for fabricating records. Uh, his own records, like literally right now, they're impeaching him. Wait, and he, that's just he he he, he was uh, allegedly supposed to had get the hat trick shot, and it turns out he pulled uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> no, not that. <laughs> oh, okay. not fabricate fabricating other all kinds of records. Other people's all kinds. Oh, all kinds no, of records. All, not 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 vaccine. Not vaccine. That, oh, not not that part. Just government financial government. All kinds of government things. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. All kinds of reimbursing him stuff for things. His wife using uh, government boats to go on moonlight cruises. Uh, you know them having all these bodyguards that would just take their kids to school and all this stuff. He was running a pig farm at his house and he was charging the government for $15,000 a month in, in water bills for the utilities, all of these. So they're impeaching him. Right. And it's just like, look, that's something that happened here. It's part of the, it's part of the culture, whether for, for good or bad. So it's like, Take everything you read with a, a little bit of a grain of salt of what's actually happening on the ground. You know, that, there's that, a lot of theater. That, let's just say it like that. That's inherent within socialism. Yes, yes, where, where yes, yes is, absolutely. Where there is free money, AKA stolen money yes. from the people yes. and yes. transferred through government to others, there are grifters. Yes, and, and um, it's a supreme grift because, you know, at least let's say when there is government handouts to uh, the states or whatever, or people living in the mainland, at least the people in that region, there are people who pay taxes to the federal government. So they, they might be able to complain and be like, these are my taxes is going to something that I don't want, but here we don't pay taxes to the federal government. And there's no, there's very little income tax that goes to personal income tax that goes to the, the, 
Commonwealth government, and there's no property taxes. It's illegal by the Commonwealth uh, Constitution. So the money that comes from the federal government is like, is truly free money. I mean, we got stimulus checks here. Think about that. <laughs> we got all the stimulus checks. They got it all. Those came out the federal treasury and nobody that got a stimulus check here paid into the federal tre treasury. Think about that. <laughs> that's, that's how they rock it here, you know, but in order to, to keep receiving that, it's got to look on paper like they're doing the thing. Yeah. Like you they're complying. I mean? Like they're complying. Right. Mm. Just the, it's, the, the, it's the nature of uh, business. Well, yeah. Government Welfare. business. Yeah. Welfare. Right. Yeah. Um, so, for example, uh, one time Uncle Hotep said, yo, I want to go to New York City with my lady, but I'm afraid I won't be able to get any, in anywhere because they're on lockdown. And I said, mm -hmm. oh, it's New York City. Somebody right. out there going to take your money. Right. <laughs> okay. right. Right. Yes. It's, it's, yes. it's, the similar, it's a situation similar. It, it, absolutely. We, yeah. yeah that's what I absolutely. Mean. I mean, it's look, it's 40 it's percent Filipino here. So if you ever been around anybody who's maybe from California or been around Filipinos, you know, they're hustlers. They will take your money. And then you've got a, a, a large Chinese population as well. That's sort of independent hustlers. They're the ones driving the, the uh, Chinese cabs. You know what I mean? The, Cause we have no Uber here or nothing like that, but it's like, you know, there's always a guy. It's like, well, what do you need? Oh, you need this. You need this, you know? Okay. I got you hooked up. Let's go over here and do all that. That's, that's the, that's how it is here. You know, so yeah, for sure. Somebody's going to take your money. Somebody's going to take your money. It's not. Yeah. 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 Money talks. Right? Yeah. Money talks. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I remember I walked into a business and they like, uh, you know, got to wear this and got to have this. I walked in. They said, hey, what you need? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they putting them size up as a formality. Yes. People are people at the end of the day. You know, people are people. And, and uh, that's the, you know, the important thing about this whole thing has been culture, culture, people. You, you, you start to see, you know, the, the veneer washes away and like who's on the other side of this whole thing. It's been very, it's been very important and it's very eye opening, you know, so keeping us, keeping it, keeping your humanity is the key, keeping your humanity and being around people who are going to keep their humanity. That's the key. That's the key. And that's where we've been failing. The other day, uh, last night on our other show, Hotel's Been Told You, patreon.com uh, slash Hotel's Been Told You, our secret show, <laughs> which is not so much a secret. Um, we played a clip of individuals fighting on the airplane over, mm -hmm. you don't got your mask on, I ain't got my mask on. Yep. Now I got punchy in the face, call you a bitch and the cut and all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So again, stripped of our humanity. That's it. And, and, and that's, that's it. what we have to... And, and I, you know, I tell people, they say, you know, um, what's the motive of the powers that be to push this stuff? And I say, mm. for one answer, it's always multifaceted, right? But one thing they want to do is they want to destroy your humanity. They want calamity. Yes. Well, oh, and that's, uh, you know, it's part of what's the potential dystopian outcome of, of the topic today of Web3. Correct. Which you we're about know? to get into. Yeah, it is. It is. These these are intrinsically linked together. They are oh, yeah. intrinsically linked together. Oh, yes. Mm. Oh, yes. Well, the transhumanism. Right. You know, you, you can't have your transhumanism, which is something that 
for better or worse, has been a through line of all of this technology that we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. There's, there is a camp. There's a camp that wants it to free everyone. And there's a camp that wants it to enslave everyone. And it can do both. It can do both. Right. You know? So that's why it's, a, you know, that's why it's an interesting concept to talk about because we get into definitions of these things and it's like, yeah, it's like fire, man. You could use it to cook food. You could use it to, to, to heat yourself and warm yourself, or you could use it to burn somebody at the stake or commit arson and, and burn down an entire town. You know, it's, it's not the fire's fault. It's neither good or bad. It's just a technology. But again, if we keep our humanity, then we can discern like, what are we supposed to do with this technology? You know, we got to see it coming. We can't just push it away from us. How dumb would we be to be like fire? Ah, it could burn somebody at the stake. So I won't use it to cook my steak. You know, like that's dumb. Yeah. That's just dumb, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. But at the same time, we can't just be like, oh, fire, fire can cook a steak. So therefore I don't need to be careful with it. I don't need to think about it. It's po- it's all positive and who cares if, if it can be used for arson and all of this, right? It's got to, right. you got to have the balance. You got to have the balance. Absolutely. Responsibility. Cannon Hotel, mm-hmm. salute. Late to the party coming through to show some love and hear a fire convo. Appreciate you, homie. Cannon Hotel in the building. All right, people. All right, people. Let's, let's do it, man. Let's, let's dive into the juice. I'm sure everybody's showing up. We gave everybody time to get here. Um. Oh, my God. Oh my God, the DMs I'm getting right now from people with internet drama. So, <laughs> Lord have mercy, let me close this. Um, I try not to even explore this place. Um, so, Cyprian writes on December 23rd, 2021 at 4.35 p.m. my time. Web3 is a buzzword. And 95% of what's labeled Web3 will be an investor trap slash scam. Oh my God. I'm on high alert. Now, before I finish reading this tweet, anytime I come across something new, I don't co-sign it or diss it Mm. until I know at least what I believe 60 to 70% or more about the subject matter. Good. Right? Like I need to know a lot. I need to feel like I'm 60 or 70% of the way there, even though I might be 40%. Or 20%, if I feel like I'm 60 to 70, I might start talking about it, right? Good. I seen this NFT topic. We're going to talk about NFTs. I mm-hmm. saw this Web3 topic. Mm-hmm. And I went and I typed it into the internet browser. And I said, well, let's see what the powers that be say. Now, they're now mm-hmm. they not saying what, what you said. <laughs> That's correct. Wikipedia That's correct. said... And, and I want you to tell me where, where, where they're wrong or correct. Go ahead. Go ahead. So Wikipedia says Web3, also known as Web3.0, is an idea for a new iteration of the World Wide Web that incorporates de- decentralization based upon blockchains. It is often contrasted with Web2.0, wherein data and content are centralized in a small group of companies sometimes referred to as big tech. And we're going to talk about Jack's tweet because that's he said Web3.0 is the same very, as Web2.0. And that is very that important. Aspect. Very important tweet. Right. So we're going to talk about tweet. that. Um, super important. I told people you need to follow Jack and mm-hmm. spend some time in that thread reading what people are saying and so on and mm-hmm. so forth. And his responses, by the way. And his responses. Because he. this was one of the threads. I, ha- I haven't seen him do this very often, but this was one of the threads where he went in and he was quite, 
quite adamant in his that he was responding to these people. He wasn't just like putting it out there. It's rare that he does that, but he was really engaging on this, which should tell you something. Mm. And the fact that he also resigned as CEO of Twitter, renamed Square to Block, mm -hmm. and is focusing on open source, his open source Bitcoin project, mm -hmm. should tell you something. Mm. Should tell you something. Mm. What should it tell us, Mr. Ciprian? Well, so so here's why I disagree with the powers that be. Well, the, first off, the Wikipedia article is like a, a word salad of buzzwords. <laughs> Block, blockchain, decentralized, like uh, already these things mean nothing. Okay. Uh, in the way in the way that they're used. Mm. Um so let's 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 define terms appropriately. Okay. Right. So I do not disagree with the with with what they are saying if the terms are defined correctly. Mm. However, these terms are so muddy. And what I was saying in my tweet is that most of what you are presented with and and is called Web3 in these businesses is going to be an investor trap. Now, we've seen this with we've seen it for a very, very long time. So like what I will argue. So maybe we should talk about Web1, Web2, Web3. Yes, let's right? do that. Maybe we should just do that. Let's right. just say, okay, Web1, Web2, Web3. And you the, said and here, kind of the timeline. You said here, Web1, publisher, aka website owner, provides infrastructure and content. Mm -hmm. Web2, publisher provides infrastructure and users provide content, a la mm. WordPress. Well, uh, a la social media. A la social media, yes. Yeah, uh, social media, WordPress, blogs they're a part of the social media revolution correct right? but so is youtube correct so is youtube right so so right. that's web two i was trying not to use social media because it just seemed like a very normy thing to say <laughs> you, you say it say it say, say it. It. i mean okay yeah because that is web two is inextricable from you could say social media is the buzzword of web two mm. that it makes is sense. the buzzword of web two okay that makes right? sense Platforms own all the infrastructure. Users pr generate all the content. Imagine Twitter with no users. What oh. is it? It's nothing. Oh, it's Facebook. <laughs> no, it's nothing. It's literally just that, like Twitter doesn't provide content. Right. Even the content that they curate is coming from other Twitter users. Is UGC. Right? Even when you go to your trends and all of that and they curate, it's all from the users, all mm -hmm. user generated. So that's Web2. That's Web2. Web2. Um, I'm trying to think of examples of web two where users don't create the content. It would, that would be a web one company. So what are we talking about? We're talking about legacy companies. We're talking about, um, the newspapers, the radio stations, right? These are, so the dates are like, it's basically like these 10 year chunks, mm -hmm. 95 to 2005 is web one. 2005 to 2015 is web two. Mm -hmm. We're already in web three, mm. right? But we're just seeing the fruit beginning, right? So you could say that it's like 2015 to 2025 is going to be web three. And what's crazy about these, and we could talk about this timeline because I took a little while and I laid out this timeline. Mm -hmm. The things that happen in those 10 year chunks, very, very similar. Very, very similar. But like, so what are the web one companies, right? So I said 1995 is the beginning of really web one. So the prologue is 1993, 
the Mosaic browser is released. This is the first browser to browse the World Wide Web. Okay, that's 1993. 94, Amazon is founded. 94, Yahoo is founded. Wait, wait, okay. wait, wait. Damn, Amazon was founded in 94? 1994. Wow. 1994. That's when they were just books. Just books. So it's founded, right? It's very, these are, at the time, these are very small. They're founded. And it's based on the idea that they're seeing this browser is here. And they're like, this could be something. Mm. Now, I mind totally you, you can't, Amazon you can't do e-commerce. You can't do anything. Web one. The big thing for Web1 is e-commerce. E-commerce is the thing, mm. right? Mm -hmm. So 1995, you got Netscape Navigator launches. Right. Also, AOL purchases web crawler. Remember, AOL was one of the first places people could get online. Yes. That was dial-up. You got mail. You got mail. Then 1995, Microsoft takes this Mosaic browser. They create Internet Explorer. This is 1995. So this is the beginning of Web1. Mm -hmm. Internet Explorer. Mm -hmm. 95 eBay is founded. Oh, okay. I remember that. Mm -hmm. 97, you've got 97 to 2000. What I would argue is in these seven to zero years. So 97 to 2000, 2007 to, to uh, 20 to 2020. No, 2007 to uh, 2017. Mm -hmm. Right. And then 2020 and what we'll see going into uh, or, or uh, 2017, 2020, that's we get another we get ICOs and all, all of the DeFi and stuff. But right. 1997, you got Netflix. 1998, you get PayPal. OK. Mm -hmm. And 1998, you get Google. So you get Google and PayPal in the same year. Mm. OK. Mm. And what you see right there is this is that's your package for e-commerce. Right. PayPal, eBay, Google, Amazon. Okay. Right. This is solves the problem of how do we get money onto the internet? How do we start moving value around, which is very important for web three. So but they're the ones this, that spent the VC money yes. to solve these problems. Right. Yes. And at, but at this point, every website that you go to, like if I'm just an individual and this was the vision, like when people like Terrence McKenna in the mid nineties would talk about this vision of what will this be? You go back and listen to them. It's very interesting. And they were like, everyone will have a website. <laughs> everyone will have a server and everyone will have a website. Uh. Everyone will run their own email server. Uh. Right. This was the initial vision. Yeah. Because the idea was, well, whoever has the website, the website is not just the software. It's not just the site. It's also the hardware that's running the site. Right. And so also what you have at this time during the tech boom, you basically have three types of companies, but the big ones that are making that, that are using up all the VC money during the dot-com boom, right? Yeah. You've got e-commerce companies, pets.com, mm -hmm. all these failed goofy, they were all e-commerce. Yeah. Anybody who's old enough to remember, it was all about, we're going to, and what was it about? Eventually what Amazon did, you order something online, it gets delivered to your house. Right. Okay. That was it. But the other two was equipment companies infrastructure equipment. So Sun Microsystems, Cisco, we're talking routers, we're talking servers, we're talking all of this, the initial building up of data centers, right? Mm. But still owned by the companies, the equipment was owned by the companies that were running the sites, right? Right. And then you had telecom companies, the ISPs, internet mm. service providers. Mm. So it was basically like e-commerce and broadband. Mm. Like these are the two big things that come that in 2005, boom, now we're set for web two. Mm. You can buy stuff online 
You can use your credit card to pay for things, which is important to pay for ads on Google. Mm-hmm. Right? Because mm-hmm. you got to pay for ads on Google. Mm-hmm. This is how, that's the only way that you can get this decentralized or, or democratized, popul- popularized model that Google has. You have to first solve the e-commerce problem. So they mm. do that. By 2005, we're ready to go. 2005 to 2010, basically, is the social media boom. And you, 2007 you know part to you missed? Go for it. When Google killed Yahoo. <laughs> that takes a while. That takes a while. Like Does it? Yahoo's, yeah, Yahoo's going through and making really bad decisions. So, yeah. so for instance, most people don't know this. Yahoo, well, it's, it's in the social media movie. They should know it. But right. Yahoo had the opportunity to buy Facebook. Mm, yeah, I think I do remember that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, Zuckerberg was Zuckerberg was not wanting to sell, but the venture capital firm had said if if Yahoo offers this number, you have to sell and if not you don't have to. Mm. He made that agreement. He went in and and that was the number they had agreed to at the last minute Yahoo tried to lowball him and Zuckerberg walked out. Mm. Wow. Okay. Yahoo made a bunch of that they're their own worst enemy. Yeah. I mean, they they bought broad, broadcast.com from Mark Cuban for like a billion dollars or something like that. <laughs> There's there they never put anything on it. They made Cuban a billionaire. Yeah. It was just a it was like the greatest domain squat ever. Yeah. <laughs> they did that, tons of bad moves, right? Tons yeah. of bad moves. They yeah. had the opportunity to do so many things, but they blew it, right? Yeah. So 2005, YouTube. Okay, YouTube is 2005, purchased by Google 2006 for $1.65 billion. Also in 2005, see, this is where Google beats Yahoo. Google beats, uh, Google beats Yahoo because Google makes good purchases. Yahoo makes bad purchases at the same time. Mm. Yahoo's bigger than Google at this point. Right. So Google, Google buys YouTube. Come on. Amazing. Okay, $1.65 billion. Mm. Google bought Android Inc. the same year. They bought Android. Mm. for 50 million dollars how has that paid off (laughs) not only was it 50 million dollars but all of the founders came over to just work on the company now to become employees they called it the great they've called it the greatest business move that 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 company has ever made yo amazon i mean android was bought for 50 million 50 Fifty million dollars. Yo, I'd put together a raise right now to make it to purchase. Well, this is this is part of the point, right? Part of the point is that the what what's going on, why we have to see these trends and have vision, like vision and taste. Yeah. So entrepreneurs have vision, but you you you're an entrepreneur with vision and taste, mm-hmm. right? So like you've got taste in that you're like. I know what's, I hear something and I know what's important. Even as, even as we've had this conversation, right? Yeah. That it's like, I hear this, I know it's going somewhere. Right. Right. So it's about seeing the trends. Right. You get these VCs, man, they're seeing a trend. Web three is a trend, right? Mm. 2000, so 2005, what else? Xbox Live. Okay. 2 million users mm. in 2005. I, I, loved it's it. found- they, I got called N word so many times on that. <laughs> <laughs> loved found every it moment. in 2002. <laughs> Now, now this is a big and important story. People don't associate the Xbox and PlayStation networks with the web. But what you have to understand mm. is that they are things, everything is being delivered on those networks with web protocols. Correct. 
This is very important. Mm. At your, your mobile apps, your smart TV, your Xbox, your PlayStation. It's important to understand that these are all dealing with web protocols. It's important to understand that they are as much a part of the web as other websites. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when we tell the story and that's why metaverse is part of this, because the metaverse is going to be delivered in that way as well. Right. So, and we could talk about that. We actually could go back. A lot of people don't know this. The virtual reality has been a part of the web since the beginning. Yes. People can go. Yeah. VRML. Yeah. Vermal. There is, yeah. there has been a virtual reality standard and 3D navigable websites since the mid nineties. That's true. That's very 94, true. 95. It's been a vision that eventually this isn't going to be pages that eventually you're going to walk through this thing. That's been the vision from the start, from the start. And the technology is just catching up with it right now. Is that a good vision? Like it's, well, it's, it's being hijacked by one of the worst people you could possibly imagine. Right? So 2006, Twitter is founded and Facebook opens to all the public. From 2004 to 2006, it was only in, in universities and some corporations. It already had millions of users. Every university student was using it. But in 2006, Twitter's founded and Facebook opens, right? Also in 2006, Amazon Web Services debuts. So we've got the cloud. That's the buzzword. The VC buzzword for infrastructure at that time is the cloud. Yo, when I first heard about the cloud and I researched what it was, I was like, y'all know, I realize ain't no cloud, right? <laughs> it's just a bunch of servers. <laughs> it's just servers. But what it was, you know, so for me, when I've been on the internet since 95, my, mm -hmm. the first business that I was involved in that was an internet business as, as a founder was 1998. It was a company called djunion.com. It was an early streaming media Okay. Uh, media site, right? So I've built businesses. I've worked for startups as a, as a developer. I've worked for larger companies. I've been a part of all of these, right? So at this time, 2006, seven, eight, I am working on the initial, these initial social media companies. So what you basically had at that point was you had three big things, the cloud, social media. These were the three big buzz buzzwords, the cloud, social media, and um, mobile. Mm, smartphones yes, yes. right yes. because in 2000 in 2007 the first iphone is released mm. and in 2008 the first android mm, mm, okay so mm, this mm. follows quickly off of facebook and so we see that like myspace is really kind of a part of web one it's a transition transition okay facebook twitter also the same years what do you get playstation network and google docs Google Docs is really important when you look at what is the cloud, because mm. fundamentally what it is, is you've got a platform that has all the infrastructure that includes software, software as a service. Mm -hmm. That's what Google Docs is. Mm -hmm. That's what the whole, that whole Google apps platform mm -hmm. is, right? SaaS. They sell you the soft SaaS, software as a service, or you have IaaS, infrastructure as a service. That's the cloud. Mm-hmm. Google apps is platform as a service. So the idea is Amazon goes and they're like, look, yo, we have to have all these servers, all these data centers. We can find a way to virtualize them. And then you just rent one from us instead of you taking a server down, which is what I did in, in the early days. I had to buy a server. Usually I bought a salvaged one, 
install Linux myself, install everything, take it down to the co-location facility, literally put it into the rack, screw it in, plug in the cable. And if there were problems, <laughs> I had to get in my car, drive downtown to downtown LA, go into the data center, get buzzed in, go all the way up, attach a terminal that was on a cart with the keyboard and monitor. Mm -hmm. And I had to fix it right there in the data center. Yep. I spent many hours myself fixing it in the data center. Mm. Right. They've, Oh, they virtualized all that. First it went to renting servers. And then it's like, now it's, you don't even see any of that, right? right? That's the cloud. A lot of VC money spent, okay? So then you have 2007 to 2010, it's the apps, the app boom. So if you were like, I've got an app, remember that? Everybody's mm -hmm. like, I've got an app, right. I've got an app, yeah. I've got an app, I've got an app. And it was like, all you had to say was the word app. Yeah. And the money was like, let me just throw the money at you, right? <laughs> say app, say social media. Oh, it's social media? Social media like MySpace, right? Yes, like MySpace. Put a you or a my or a something like that in front of the name and just throw, throw, throw the money, right? That's So this is why I say you got to be careful because the smart grifters, and there are many, are just going to be out here grifting on the name. Right. And that's what Jack is talking about. And that's what I'm talking about as an investor trap. It's not to say that there was that there weren't legit companies. Right. Oh, there were tons of legit companies. But if you compared seed capital, how much seed capital and, and a series A funding was spent on companies that were grifting off the name as compared to those legit ones? Oh, it's a hundred to one on mm. the on the grift. Mm. It's mm. 100 to 1 on the grift mm -hmm. that never became anything, complete vaporware. And this is true throughout all of them, right? right? So 2007, right? We've got the, the launch. And then 2008 begins what will be the next step of the web, Web3, right? Which mm. is the Bitcoin white paper is released. Okay. okay. What then year is that? This is 2008. 2008. 2008. Okay. Bitcoin goes live 2009. 2009. Okay. Right, right, mm -hmm. right. Mm-hmm. So 2010, basically the big cloud. So we've got Google App Engine in 2008, 2010, Microsoft Azure launches. So the cloud piece is basically solidified. Okay. The big players are all in the cloud, the cloud business by 2010. And after that, it's just iterating. They know what the business is, all of that. Okay. Right. 2012, important for internet of things, the, the, the first Raspberry Pi is released. So this is when people start working on internet of things stuff. This is when we start to see the drones pick up, right? This is when we start to see smart devices, pick up all of this. What's important to note about all of these moments or all of this time and where capital is going is capital is always going towards disruption. And by disruption, what it means is that whatever, whatever solution a company has, whatever problem they're solving mm -hmm. using these new technologies that are many times just put in buzzwords, they can do it significantly more efficiently, either because they're not bound by certain regulations. The technology allows them to do it in a, a, a much more efficient and cheap manner. And therefore, if they can receive the same market share their costs are so, so much significantly lower that there's so much more profit. And that's what the venture capitalists are, are after. Okay. So this is where the user generated content becomes very important because really, I mean, how much does YouTube, YouTube profit shares 
but YouTube doesn't really pay up a little bit, right? They, they but take they 30% from me every time somebody This is what I'm saying. Chat. This is what, from your super chat, think about that, right? Think about that. Also, what do we have at the same time that goes along with the iPhone? iTunes. Right. Okay. Right. iTunes. So digital sales of digital items, digital, digital products. Okay. And, and podcasting and all of that. This is, they, they have to have the infrastructure. It takes an incredible amount of infrastructure to do this, but they're no longer paying for the content. Mm. They're no longer paying for the content, mm -hmm. right? That's very important. That's why these profit margins are so high. And what's interesting is like the, so I was working for a company, they started out called, they called themselves My AWOL. This is in 2006. I was one of the founding developers over there, like one of the first developers. Then they renamed to LP33.tv. This was in between MySpace and Facebook being, Facebook was released while I was there. Okay. And it was, it's interesting if I go back to the things that they thought were important when they were building, but they had a, they had a huge, and they were spending a ton of money on their content department. Mm. They were creating content for a social media site. Think about that. Mm. They're spending an exorbitant amount of money going to these concerts and South by Southwest and mm. producing videos every day and interviewing artists and doing all of this stuff. Now we would look at that and we would go, no, why would you, of course. <laughs> That doesn't make any sense. Why would you spend money on that? The users will do it for free. Well, there weren't any users yet. Mm. The iPhone was released while I was there. So think about, imagine this. I mean, MySpace was mostly a desktop thing. Right. Right? Yes. It wasn't until you couldn't, That's you facts. didn't have real social media until you get what we have now. Uh, this is the social media generation, yes. right? Nobody looking up from their phone. Right. That's how they get you all the time. Right. They want you more. Right. But that's how they get you so much more because it's mobile. What mobile you say you worked data. At? It was called LP33.tv. And what did they do at that what, time? What was their what was their uh <laughs> so product? Uh, you service? can you can if if somebody just Googles it, they, there's little descriptions of of what it used to do. Basically, it was a social media site that was something between MySpace and YouTube, you could upload video and audio. They started mm. out being called My AWOL, which was My Artist Without Labels. Okay. The, the idea was to provide artists with the digital platform. This is early. And they were making, con uh, they were creating a, a social media company and creating yes. content. Yeah, but nobody knew what a social media company was, bro. That's mm. what I'm trying to say. Okay. We were using the term social media, but nobody knew what it was. This is, two this is 2006. Twitter was just founded. Right. I'm telling you, I was working there when Facebook was released to the to the public. Mm. I was working there when the iPhone was released. Mm. Like nobody knew what this was going to be. Yeah, people were still on like, you know, the T-Mobile sidekick. And all we had oh, was AOL. Bro, Blackberries. Blackberries, when, yeah. When I first started developing apps, this was even after the first Android, which was I think the HTC Dream. Mm -hmm. There was also Palm had one called the Palm, Palm. Pre. People mm -hmm. forget about this. I remember Palm. Um, and the iPhone. Yeah. Palm Pilot, but they they made a smartphone called the Palm Pre. Okay. There was yeah, the Sidekick was out, mm -hmm. but when I had to decide what was the first um I uh, the first operating system I was going to develop apps for and put in their app store, I started on BlackBerry. Wow.
it had the it had the highest market share. Yeah. Till 2007, it it was knocking everything out of the park. Right. Right. So I started developing apps in 2007. Corporations were a, a large part of that. Everybody Our in the whole corporation. company had Blackberries. Right. The company Blackberries. Right. You were given one. <laughs> you were given one. <laughs> yes. Right. So this is like people got to go back and and understand that like this is when capital was flowing to social media, but nobody knew what social media was going to be. Mm. This is the same thing as e-commerce, right? That all the companies that failed, pets.com is the prime example, but there were so many, you saw these dudes on scooters with whatever thing, and there was all this money and being thrown the dot-com boom and all of this, and it was all at e-commerce because we're gonna do the e-commerce thing, right? But nobody knew, like, what? It, what is that? Right. The same thing happened with social media. The same, same exact thing happened, mm. right? So 2013, Bitcoin goes to 1,000 for the first time. This is really the beginning, Web3. So you notice it's like two years before, 93, right? 93, Mosaic Browser is launched. 2005, I say, is the beginning of Web1. 2003, Friendster and MySpace are launched. 2005 is the beginning of Web2, right? And what I say, Web2 is social media, right? So it's the two years before. Mm. 2013, Bitcoin goes to 1,000 for the first time. Mm. This one, Bitcoin's on everybody's radar. That's the first time. Right. First time. And in 2014, Ethereum launches. And also in 2014, Facebook buys Oculus and Hmm. Amazon buys Twitch. Okay. 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 So very important because the live streaming aspect of this is absolutely crucial to understand, to understand the connection between live streaming and what they want to do with the metaverse Hmm. always on. Was it called Twitch then or was it called Justin.tv? No, it was called Twitch when Amazon bought it in 2014. Okay, so Justin.tv had... was before. Right. Yeah, it was okay. before. Okay. And again, that's a prime example. They didn't know we're going to do live streaming. Okay, what is live streaming? We don't know. We're going to attach a camera to our buddy's head, <laughs> and it's just going to follow him 24 hours a day. But you see, this is the beginning of the idea of Web3. Mm, okay. The idea of the idea, part of the idea of Web three is always on, and a, a continuous interaction. Well, this is this is what the slave side wants. Okay, the okay. side that wants to enslave. Okay, what what Meta wants? Right. Const where you never leave. Every waking hour is spent in interaction with the network, mm. and it's and it's it's a two way interaction. It isn't passive, mm. it's active. Mm. Your participation in it, manipulating, working through it, interacting with it, not just reading something, right? But taking active action and it's a live stream. People should understand it's just data. Don't, don't, don't get it like twisted that, oh, but it's not video on a camera, it doesn't matter. The machines don't see it they see it as data, streaming data, which is again, why Xbox and PlayStation is important here. Because in that case, while it it will carry your voice and the idea in the metaverse is that it probably will carry your voice as well, Mm. live, Mm -hmm. it's much closer to what you've already been doing with your PlayStation and your Xbox. Okay. 
okay? Mm -hmm. Is that it's data streaming of your avatar being moved through this world. Mm -hmm. What's changing is the controller that's moving it through the world. Mm. Okay, but mm -hmm. this has already been here. This is not, this is what people need to understand. It's not far-fetched or science fiction. It's just an iteration of where it's already been. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I was playing so, with this when I was a kid, yeah. Exactly. So this is your web too. Mm -hmm. The buzzwords, social media, mobile apps. This is the beginning of live streaming as well. Okay. okay? Facebook Live is Facebook Live is considerably when is, when is Facebook Live? Facebook Live is considerably before that. So I think that's one of the or maybe it's later. I think it's 20, 20 yeah, it's 2016. So 2015. This is the beginning, I say. MIT Media Lab begins the digital currency initiative. So okay. this is this this is where the CBDC was made mm. that they're about to release for the Fed and where all these central bank digital currencies, they were made in this digital currency initiative. Oh boy. They hired, they hired the three biggest Bitcoin developers at that time. Gavin Andreessen, um, Corey Fields, and Vladimir Vanderland. Okay. People should know, very important to know, Bitcoin developers built the central bank digital currencies in the employ of MIT. This is digital currency. Hold on, whoa, 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 slow up. You go. Yes. You got the balls right there. Yes. Hold on. <laughs> This is, this, this is not some shadowy conspiracy theory. This Any, is anybody pure can facts. go in it. This pure this pure facts. All right, hold on a second. Chad Lemoyne, shouts to Cyprian, Andrew, Father Turbo, and Royal Path. Y'all have truly been an inspiration. Hotep and Bill. Chad Lemoyne. Thank you, out, Chad. Chad. He said, Dan, they're trying to turn the whole plan into the Truman show. Man, listen. <laughs> um, all right. You got to repeat that. Yes. From the MIT part, MIT starts the CBDC, GBGBs. Yes. Okay. And the, and the names and, and, and they're hired to do what now? Okay. So, cause I know y'all, y'all, I need, I need the audience to yes. soak this up. We can't just glaze by this point. Okay. okay. Continue. My bad. All right. Like I said, there's two sides of this, right? There's the free side and there's the slave side. Correct. Okay, this is important for people to remember. It's just a tool. These are tools. How you interact with them is what's going to determine whether you're a slave or whether you're free. And it's always been this way. Okay, whether you're like Hotep Jesus, where you're like, it's not enough for me to know 20%. <laughs> I got to know enough. That's how you be free. Yes. Okay, the slave is the one who's like, ah, looks good. Bye. <laughs> okay. There's two, there's two sides here. Yes. Okay. Yes. So uh, also, said, also like the ahead. deep web, right? Deep, like the web, deep web created by Charlie Indigo Alpha, right? Mm -hmm. And could be used for bad. Could be used for bad. Could be used or for good. could be, or it could be used for, by WikiLeaks to expose government corruption okay. and to, and to protect whistleblowers. Correct. Continue. Right? Mm -hmm. It's a tool. It's mm -hmm. a, these are all tools. Okay. So, so we said, 2013 Bitcoin goes to 1,000 for the first time. Right. This puts it on everybody's radar, okay? 2014, Ethereum is launched. Mm -hmm. Ethereum, they're smart about their funding. They do a, a pre-mine. They have an Ethereum foundation so their developers could get funded. The problem that Bitcoin has always had is that these developers, since the time of Satoshi Nakamoto, were basically volunteers. They're, it's open source software. They're not necessarily getting paid. They're not selling the software, okay? So you got to find other ways to get paid. They tried to start something called the, the Bitcoin, 
the Bitcoin Foundation, they've had so many of these that I get them confused. They tried to start, they tried to start this in 2014. It failed. Okay. It failed. The idea behind it was they were going to get donors together. They're going to have this foundation. They were going to be able to pay these developers to do this full time. 2015, MIT, the MIT Media Lab. Okay. Wait, wait, reaches, stop, 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 yes. stop. If Bitcoin is developed by Satoshi, why does it need new, new developers? Ah, yes. Well, every software, software has bugs. Okay. So if, if you go and you look at, if you go to GitHub and you look up Bitcoin Core, yeah. there's commits, there's changes to the code that have happened in the last week. Okay. There's thousands upon thousands of little bug code, fixes, improvements. You're saying that you have the blockchain idea of Satoshi Nakamoto, allegedly, yep. which is technically based upon the NSA SHA-256 algorithm. Mm -hmm. Correct. Right? Okay. But the intermediary between... The, well, the software to run it. Thank you. The software. Yeah, That's the, the software intermediary yeah. between you... Between who, who, is, who is the software between? It's the software is the node software that every node is running that's communicating with itself. Okay. So it's an it's a it's a executable application. Ah. Right. So the same as any application that you the same as I got uh, you. you know you have you have uh, Microsoft Word. Right. You have Zoom. Yeah. Right. Now, Zoom updates all the time. Right. Right. You get updates to your Zoom all the time. Right. Every piece of software, it doesn't matter what it is that's, that's maintained, there's going to be bugs. There's going to be features that you need to add. There's going to be things that you didn't know in the beginning. Okay. Put a button so, here, put a button there. Right. Continue. Exactly. Okay. But just things come up, things happen, bugs that you didn't expect is part of the software being maintained. And now that it's hit in 2013, it hits $1,000. It's like, oh, this is a really valuable network. The people who are making the software need to be full time on this and they need to be highly talented to make sure that it keeps running and we address bugs, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So they can't figure out necessarily how to do this. Gavin Andreessen is the one that the keys are basically handed over by Satoshi Nakamoto to Gavin Andreessen. What? In 2015, Gavin Andreessen, who's heir of Satoshi at the time, Corey Fields, who's a major developer and Vladimir Vanderland. Okay. He's still the lead developer. If you go and you look at the number of commits, he's number one. He has commit access. He determines what goes into the code, okay? What's in the software? He's, he's the last point. They're all hired by MIT Media Lab, and they begin a new wing, okay? A new project. It's called the Digital Currency Initiative. Now, when this is announced, what they say they're doing is they're hiring a bunch of talented open source developers, and it's it. they're putting them in academia. They're finding a way to fund them because Bitcoin is important and Bitcoin should be kept running. And it's this is like a, a almost like a public service, like a common good. This is how it's presented. Okay, now, and again, these are just facts, just facts. The head of people can go and look at the head of the media lab, Joy Ito, I T O introducing these three gentlemen and introducing the digital currency initiative. I believe it's April, 2015. You could find the video. It's no problem. Just look up digital currency initiative begins video on YouTube. You'll find it. No problem. Joy Ito was forced to resign as the head 
of the MIT Media Lab. Some people may re remember this because why? Because Joy Ito had been accepting payments in the millions of dollars from none other than, drum roll, Jeffrey Epstein. And he, and he had hidden the fact that he was doing so. This is after Epstein had already been convicted in Florida on the first set of cases. What is he sending okay. her money for? Well, there's emails. In one of the emails, it says, here is money coming from uh, Bill Gates, but please label it as coming from Jeffrey Epstein. This is public record. You could go New York Times, Washington Post, no problem. Okay? So, so you say at the time, why are they investing in the media lab? What are they doing? People were like wondering, like, what are they doing? What are they doing? Until in 2020, the Federal Reserve announces, oh yeah, the Boston Fed, in conjunction with the Digital Currency Initiative, remember, run by the lead developers of Bitcoin, have developed a central bank digital currency. This is announced uh, this year. You can go find it on YouTube um, by the, the, the chairman, in fact, of the Federal Reserve in, a, in, a, in an entire little speech that he gave uh, about this, that was exclusively about this. Okay? So... This is, this is the beginning. People should know this. This is important. Okay? Wait, 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 wait. I got a question. Yeah. BTC. Yes. Currently, mm -hmm. number one commit is the same dude involved with the central bank. Vladimir Vanderland. Yeah. Number one, if you look at the number of commits, yes. Does he have say-so on what goes into the software? Yes. Does everybody use the same software? Yes, on B on BTC, ninety eight percent of the network is using that software, Bitcoin Core. Halawe five dollars super chat says, "Why does Cyprian think Jack Dorsey is crapping on Web three, saying that VCs have taken over? Jack's claiming it's too centralized. Just another maximal, just another maximalist? Question mark. He so Jack is not wrong, right? Most of what you're going to be sold as Web three will be controlled by the VCs." But there is a broader, like we said, so he's looking at the, because where is he coming from? He's coming from the slave side, right? He just, he's, he's that's why he left Twitter. Maybe he, he just doesn't want to be, be doing that no more. Yeah, he just got okay? free. Yeah. So what he sees is he was a part of Web 2. The promise of Web 2 was that it was going to democratize everything and it was going to make people more free. They were going to be able to express themselves more. Think about that. Wasn't that what everybody said about social media? Oh, now anybody. And, you know, WikiLeaks coming out and all of this. And it's like, yeah, now anybody can. And in some ways it has, right? Because although the powers that be would like to push particular narratives, there's pushback. There's the truth. There's the truth. And although there is censorship, it's whack-a-mole. It's whack-a-mole. The truth is going to get out there. Somebody's going to tweet it. Somebody's going to this, that, the other. You know what I mean? That's how I get my news from yeah. social media. Right. That's how you get the truth. So it's like there's two sides. What he's looking at is venture capital. And where is the venture capital flowing? And I'll tell you what, the venture capital always flows to the slave side. This is the proof. Because hmm. you couldn't get 
money into the hands of Bitcoin developers, all these people with Bitcoin, and they wouldn't give no Bitcoin. They wouldn't give up none of their, 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 their bags, nothing they were hodling over to the guys running the software. They couldn't get these guys paid enough that they could just get a normal ass salary until, well, Bill Gates, like, I got money. Jeffrey Epstein, like, no problem. Federal Reserve is like, we, oh, we got all the money. <laughs> we just need you to write some code for us. We know you can write some code. We just need you to write some code for us. Yeah. Right? So this is the, this is the beginning. 2015, also, Bitfinex opens Tether trading. Tether starts to get traded on Bitfinex, 2015. Okay. Crucially important if we're talking about tokens, okay? 2015, also, Blockstream, which is founded in 2014, releases the first prototype of Liquid. So you have, and they're venture-backed. So you have venture capital. You have capital now flowing into for the first time external capital flowing into block blockchain and cryptocurrency all right this is the 2015 is the explosion okay 20 2015 also you have ipfs release which is the interplanetary file system which is crucial for web3 ipfs and filecoin people should know these okay ipfs and filecoin if you want to understand web3 these are these are two things that you should know so then we have the 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 what what would you say the new monetization and the birth of the influencer okay okay this is what this the is a birth, part the of, birth of the grifter the birth Grif of grifter, the grifter 3.0 <laughs> this is this is happening 20 2015 is the beginning of people thinking about this if we go back to before 2015 the idea of the influencer was not really a thing this person who was just yeah, you had the Kardashians, they're the proto-influencers, but these people who, somebody who could come out of nowhere, right? right, And be like, and, and, and build a brand and the ability to build a social media brand, which, yeah. you, which you've been a master of, right? And to become, an, to become an influencer, this is a 2015, 2016 thing. TikTok, 2016 founded. OnlyFans, 2016. Mm. OnlyFans is actually like, we, we talk a, a lot of smack on OnlyFans, right? But it's really an important, if you look at like monetization, if you look at as a business model, it's groundbreaking. Yes. Totally disruptive. Yes. The, because before this, social media is all free. Right. Right? That I would go to Instagram or YouTube and maybe I want to check out some hot chick or do whatever. It's going to be free. She's got to find some other way to monetize stuff. She's going to sell protein shakes. She's going to, you know, do whatever. <laughs> Flat tummy tea. Yeah. <laughs> Flat tummy tea. All that stuff. Right. Yeah. In this case, it's like, no, pay directly. Okay. This direct payment model is absolutely crucial for understanding why Web3 and also for understanding why is cryptocurrency important. Mm, okay. okay. Because, and th this is, this is also true with like, well, it's basically the porn sites. They're, they're always revolutionary in terms of the payment models. They were the first e-commerce platforms. Right. They were the first live streaming platforms. Right. First streaming media platforms that were profitable. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, just because there's constant demand. Right. And it pays to disrupt. Right. So OnlyFans, you pay, the person gets a, a share. All right. Mm -hmm. But. 80%. Cryptocurrency. <laughs> cryptocurrency would allow 100%. Right. 
or or let you could disrupt you could disrupt right so this is but this is important also 20 so these are all 2016 facebook live public release people mm -hmm. can go live on facebook for the first time wow. and think about the think about how much of a change this is because think about like all the murders and suicides that have happened on facebook live that's like See, this is beyond user-generated content of Web2, mm. where it had democratized. Now anybody could be a reporter. Now anybody right. could be a filmmaker. Now anybody could be anything. No, no, no. Now the content is you, mm. and especially your failings, mm. the worst things, the fallen parts of humanity. And that's what TikTok really is, mm. right? Mm. Because that content... On on YouTube, somebody tries to make this that that content. It's not going to fly. Right on TikTok, it works because you're actually there to see the slow motion train wreck. Yes, like if you're on TikTok, you're there to see what is the dregs of humanity up to. We also have to give TikTok credit for the purchase of Musically. They basically oh. purchased you know several million users. No, TikTok is TikTok is a completely disruptive and brilliant business. Yeah, completely disruptive, completely brilliant. It's been, it's been, from a business standpoint, you got to be like, it's very important. Yes. Okay. You have to. Uh, 2016 also, uh, the first Oculus Rift uh, comes out, VR okay. headset. Okay. Okay. From Oculus. Okay. Right. Which is the Facebook company. Right. So this is all 2016. Wow. Boom, 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 boom. 2017, YouTube live streaming from the app. That's crucial as well. Mm. That's to match Facebook because it's not enough to just be able to live stream this live streaming on the go. Remember that was the key that made social media that changed my space to the difference with Facebook was, uh, I'm on my phone on Facebook. I remember Periscope was live was, was doing this and there was a predecessor to Periscope vine. No, for live streaming. Oh, for live. I don't know. Periscope. A, yeah. Periscope was, was early. It was it was a predecessor to Periscope, but continue. My bad. Go ahead. I think Peri I think Periscope is probably twenty. I don't have it here, but I think it's probably twenty fifteen or sixteen. I want to say earlier, man, but at, at least so. twenty fifteen. At least twenty fifteen for at sure. At least yes. At least twenty fifteen. So then, uh, twenty seventeen to two thousand, you get the ICO boom. Okay. Okay. So this is tokens. This is why tokens right. is very important. Okay. So most of it is an investor trap. Most of the ICOs people know that's mostly an investor trap. So again, the 17, the seven to zero also, and it, it carries into DeFi, okay. which again, same sort of thing. 2016 though, to go, to go back one year, 2016, important to web three, important to this idea of uh, the internet of value, which is another buzz term, a uh, MetaMask is launched. So people who do DeFi, who've been doing these decentralized exchanges and all of that, most of them, you're going to have to use MetaMask for this. It's a wallet that is a browser extension primarily. Now they have it as an app, but it's released as a browser extension. What is a browser extension? Why is that important? A browser extension is basically a website. It uses all the same web technologies. It's built with JavaScript. It's built with all the things that you build a web page. It basically runs in your browser. You can do all of those things in a web page, but this sort of sits, it's a web, it's kind of an embedded web page that sits over other web pages and can communicate with the web pages that you have. This is absolutely crucial for web three. Absolutely crucial because it changes what the browser is. 
right? And what we're moving to is we're going to move away from apps, mobile apps. We're mm. going to move to straight to the browser, mm. right? We're already seeing this with some live streaming platforms. Like there's a lot of these live streaming apps that are just like in the browser. Yeah. You don't download Zoom or anything like that. Like it's just in the browser. Right. You can do everything in the browser. You can scan a QR code. You can have location. You can do all the things that were only available to mobile apps is now catching up with the browser. Part of Web3 is a single interface. So everything, so it's just that you're just looking at a browser. You're not shifting between apps. You're not doing any of that. Mm. It's one interface. Mm. Now, whether that's around your face or whether that's just on your phone, that's what we're going to move towards. So basically apps will be replaced with shortcuts to destinations. Basically. Okay. Yeah. So because you can run the app as fundamentally a website right. on demand. Yeah. Right. So, so you don't need to hold it. You can download it, right. which goes along with the 5G. Cause you have enough speed that it's like, who cares if it's 30 megs, if the app is, is 30 megs, that's one second over 5G. So why would I download it onto my phone? Right. I'll just get it on demand when I go to the site. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'll travel. So shortcuts, exactly. Like bookmarks. Okay? okay. And these, so just like podcasts, the original term for podcasts is comes from iPod. Mm. And the reason for podcasts, I, that was, I was part of a podcast uh, ad insertion business. That's what my, I have one patent that I'm listed as an inventor on. And that's what it's for. Inserting ads and dynamic ads into podcasts. What were podcasts about? We, there wasn't enough broadband for you to stream. Most people didn't have mobile connections. So if you wanted mobile, if you wanted to listen to something on the go, you attached it to your iTunes, your iPod, you attach it to your iTunes, and then it downloaded, time shifted, and then you could listen to it on the go. Right. That's what a podcast is. Now we think a podcast could be live or whatever. That's not what the word comes from, right? It's a time shifted idea. That's that is a technology that is a bridge technology because we just don't have the infrastructure. Okay. Right. Just so, so this is really the same thing mm. is that the, those mobile apps are bridge technologies because we didn't have the infrastructure to deliver these apps on demand. Ah, that makes sense. That makes so sense. You, so an app is basically the podcast version of software <laughs> time shifted. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas Google Docs or Google Apps, you don't download the word processing software. It's mm. served to you on demand. In right. what? In your browser. Right. And I love it. <laughs> so, so, so for instance, right now, I've, I've got a fork of a very cool uh, wallet for eCash called CashTab. That that, this is what I've been working on on a daily basis. It runs right in the browser. And it does everything that a cryptocurrency, it scans QR codes, it does all of that. And you just go, people could go right now, wallet.badger.wallet.badger.cash. And you're going to have, boom, my th that wallet is going to pop up. And it's a cryptocurrency wallet, just in the style of MetaMask. Mm. Okay. And, and, and what, what uh, currencies e does it hold? That's, that's eCash, only eCash, okay. which is a fork of Bitcoin Cash. So it's XEC. Awesome. So this was... Yeah, it's very cool. It does tokens. It does the whole nine. So I'm working on that and I'm working on Bitcoin Cash, those two, because they have some very, very cool things that you could do with tokens, right? right? So needless to say, there's your wallet. Mm -hmm. If you have that on your mobile, it looks just like an app. You can scan a QR code. You can do the whole nine right in the browser. Why do you need to download an app? And isn't that the hardest part about getting 
somebody onboarded to cryptocurrency. Yes, you got to download an app. So imagine that you didn't do that. And even so, what, what I've really got that's very cool with this is scan a QR scan a QR code and it just fires up, right? Because on I, both iPhone and Android, you just use your camera to fi- to scan a QR code. If it sees a URL, it just goes right to it. Oh, on demand. Right. And you leave that site, whatever, but it, in your browser history, and you can lock it if you want. You can lock it so it requires your same phone pin code and all, all cool things. Right. Right. But it remembers it. So if you go back to the site, just like a cookie, mm-hmm. your browser will retain it. So you never have to download. So this is an example of what Web3 is, mm-hmm. right? So when I said, you know, about the infrastructure and the content, what's, ha- what's happening now, what we have, 2018 Uniswap launches, that's used with MetaMask. 2020, the Filecoin mainnet launches. Filecoin raised $200 million in 30 minutes in 2017. One of the biggest ICOs. You know what one of the other biggest ICOs was? Legit ones? It actually wasn't legit, but it turned out to a legit company. Telegram. A lot of people don't know. People use Telegram, but they don't know that most of Telegram's capital was raised in an ICO, Mm -hmm. an initial coin offering Mm -hmm. of a a busted token that never worked. And they (laughs) ended up being sued. They ended up having to pay investors back years later, but they had already become profitable. It ended up being like a a a short-term loan. Mm, basically yeah they paid it off <laughs> they paid off the judgment against them as a short-term load basically hey thanks for the money that's a grift <laughs> that's a great grift right 20 so 2021 by 2021 yeah this year uniswap is generating two to three million dollars per days per day in fees so the thing about uniswap is people are yeah DeFi. So people are provi- DeFi. people provide liquidity a liquidity pool it's basically lending okay Lending, think about it that way, but it's decentralized lending where you lend a little bit and you get back in interest, basically, relative to the amount that you've lended. Right. Which this is a decentral bank, basically, a decentralized bank. Yeah. Very cool. This is, but this is crucially part of it. Okay. And Facebook changes their name to Meta. So, here, but here's what. So here's where hold we're on, going. Hold on, real quick, real quick. Yes. And then in 2021, Let's Go Finance launched. <laughs> go do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Let's Go Finance launch, and you can get about, I think it's 170 percent APY staking on Ego Token. Continue. There you go. <laughs> this, this is a big. This is a big and important thing, right? Yeah. DeFi, DeFi is important. People are in and they're putting in capital and it's capital coming from everywhere. This is important, right? Capital's yeah. coming from everywhere. This is the idea that the capital is going in. Now, eventually that gets, it ends up getting centralized in single hands. I mean, the early, early banks, there were banks everywhere. Early car companies, there were hundreds of car companies. Eventually there's winners and losers, right? People who have made good decisions and bad decisions and somebody wins and somebody loses and it ends up being centralized. We've seen this whole story. Yeah. So the, so the question is, what's next and what is Web3? Okay, this gets us to like, what does Web3 look like at the end? Now, this is the prediction part for me. This is what I see from what I've been working on. Again, why am I qualified to talk about this? I've built businesses in every single one of these. Mm-hmm. I built profitable businesses in every single one of these. And I'm currently working on this, okay? So, Web3 is this. Right now, the major expenditure at scale for 
companies that are internet companies is infrastructure. Right. Facebook pays next to nothing in content. Remember the reverse of the company I worked for, LP33.tv, whose majority of their budget was our content department. Mm. They spent very little on tech and infrastructure. Mm. Okay. Very little. And that was one of the reasons I left to do my own thing. Mm. Okay. So I would have just took the, the the equipment and sent it out to content creators. <laughs> <laughs> that, who were the content creators? You got to remember, there's no even buddy producing things on YouTube. The people who are creating content were filmmakers. That's who only. I would have sent it to. That You would have been smarter than them. <laughs> uh, believe me, you would have been much smarter than them. They made some very dumb moves. I would have took photographers and turned them into videographers. <laughs> so how much, but so here's the thing. How much are we talking about in terms of infrastructure? Okay. Last year, Facebook's capital expenditure for infrastructure was $19 billion. That's the construction and operation of data centers primarily. Mm. This is infrastructure. This is not their salaries. This is, this is data. This is their not data centers. Okay? Not marketing. Yeah. $19 billion. They're planning to spend between $24 and $30 billion this year. Mm. Okay. Real quick, so, uh, crypto and so, down. Appreciate you. So everyone, check out Cyprian's course, the Bitcoin Mystery School. Best oh yeah. insight uh, into how to apply BTC to your life. Do y'all know some good Web three projects? All right, we're going to continue. Go ahead. So, let's talk about the infrastructure. How do you disrupt now? So okay. the disruption where the VCs are after is how do we do to infrastructure what Web two did to content, right? The New York Times has to pay for their content. The radio stations that were streaming have to pay for their content. Huffington Post has to pay for their content. Facebook doesn't pay for its content. Twitter doesn't pay for its content. That's an efficiency. At scale, with the same number of eyes, Twitter sells ads, New York Times sells ads. Right? YouTube's, YouTube uh, sells ads. So does uh, so does the radio station that's right. been streaming from Web One. How do we create the efficiency? And the how you create the efficiency is this: everybody is walking around with a server and an internet connection. Mm. Every one of your users and those servers. This is a server, if you want it to be. This is a server. It's Android runs Linux. Okay. This, could, this is a server if you want it to be. Mm. And, if you, and if you have your app running so that it can be a server, a node in a peer-to-peer -peer network. Mm. And this is why I say IPFS, the interplanetary file system, and Filecoin are important to understand. But Bitcoin launched this. Bitcoin set it off to where, well, what do you have? You have this entire network that's running. There's no need to buy. The miners have to have data centers. Mm -hmm. But from a standpoint of the nodes, no, I just run my own node. And I contribute to the network mm. by running my own node on my own home connection, which I'm not using up all the bandwidth on my home connection. Mm -hmm. And I'm not using up all the resources on all of the machines that I have. Mm -hmm. Most of them either sit idle or off. Right. Okay. So what could you do if you had a, this is web three. Mm -hmm. If you had a Facebook or a Twitter, even better an Instagram, why on earth does my wife, I don't, I, I'd stay away from Instagram. I got like 10,000 followers, but I have not posted in years. Okay. <laughs> Why does my wife have all of the photos that she has on Instagram also on her phone? Right. Why 
is she not serving and her phone is always on and always connected to the internet. And if she had 5G, she'd be getting gigabit speeds better than a server in a data set. Mm. Why, why when you go to Instagram, are the files not being served off my wife's phone? Mm. Mm. That's what makes sense. Mm. And Matt, you do all of that. You have an Instagram with not billions of dollars worth of server costs. You have an Instagram with zero server costs mm. because it's been offloaded to the people. Mm. Now, to the users. To the users. Mm -hmm. But you've got a secondary part, okay? Because initially to bootstrap that, and eventually it's not going to be enough. Right. You're still going to need to have super users, right? okay? Infrastructure providers mm -hmm. who are providing infrastructure. Okay. At gradients, larger levels, smaller levels, and you have to be able to pay them in a trackable way. This is where the tokens come in. This mm. is where cryptocurrency comes in. Mm. You're going to have to be able to do micro payments on the spot, programmatically on a public ledger that they can check in on that can be traded out for any currency. Cause it's got to be global. Mm. And in order to be able to do this disruptively, it can't go through the banking system because the regulations for something to do this through a banking system, the regulations for this, both for the providers and for the companies that are starting up, prohibitive. Right. Prohibitive. You, in order to even begin your prototype, you would have to have licenses in all the countries and jurisdictions that you needed. But with cryptocurrency, you don't. Mm. 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 So... This is what it's going to. And so you're going to have, you know, your Oculus setup is going to also be a node. Mm. Your phone will be a node. Mm. So when they say you'll own your data, it's not that you will own your data. You already own it. <laughs> but it's that it will be, this is how they're going to, this is, that's the grift. Right. This is, why is this morally great and wonderful? Because you're going to be in control of your own data. And it's like, no. You, Facebook, no longer has to manage my data. You, right. Facebook, no longer have to pay for the hard drive space and all of that for my data. You're, you're utilizing my hard drive space that I bought, that I own. You no longer have to pay for your connections in the data center and your peering. No, you're using my broadband connection that I pay for. Uh. My mobile connection that I pay for. Uh. And the efficiency is Facebook gets to keep that $6 billion in their pocket. That's what's happening in Web3. And that's why Jack says, ah, 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 at the end of the day, it's, it's this about profit and what VCs are after, okay? Uh. Don't fall into that it's going to provide you some wonderful thing of freedom. Now, <laughs> it very well can provide you that. But if people want that, they're going to have to utilize these protocols for themselves because what they have to understand is all Facebook servers... Facebook servers that they have in those data centers, they run on Linux operating system. That's free. Yeah. You can use that. Yeah. There's their streaming that they're doing. It's HLS. It's an open, it's an open protocol. You can download FFmpeg, which is a free software and you can do it yourself. Okay. IPFS, you can run your own node, but see, people are going to have to educate themselves mm -hmm. to this. So this they is, want to be free. This is web point X right where x is a variable correct and, and this is and this is my, my point where i said before people ask me about you know what do you see with the future of cryptocurrency da, da, da. i said in the future if you want freedom you're going to need to be tech savvy 
Correct. <laughs> and you 100%. Will, you will exist in different parts of the world as while you exist in the mainstream world. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're talking about. Now this, my, see before I had the vision and you just gave me all the tech that makes it make sense. Wow. Okay, well, so. Well, it's, 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 like, it's like this, Hotep, like any technology, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's go back to fire again. Mm. If, if it's a situation where you are, you know, you're at the time when fire is being introduced mm-hmm. to, to human beings, you are going to be free and you are going to be better if you learn how to make fire, you teach your children how to make fire, you teach your tribe how to make fire, and y'all use fire for mm. all the things that you can. You're going to be healthier because you could cook food. You'll have a wider variety of a diet. You'll be able to keep yourselves warm. You'll be able to keep away predators. You'll be able to hunt with it. You'll be able to, to smelt metals with it. You'll be able to do all this. But there were definitely societies where the knowledge, that knowledge of fire was kept by only a few. We know this for a fact. And the rest of the people were kept literally in the dark. Mm. And if you ran afoul of the fire keepers, Mm. you no fire for you, my friend, no fire for you. And guess what? You get eaten by an animal. You can't cook your food. You can't stay warm. You freeze to death. This is what it is. This is fire folks. Mm. Mm. This is fire. Mm. And you have an opportunity right now to educate yourself on it. Mm. Or you could say no, but you should know that the people who want you to be a slave are spending their time focused on it. Mm. This is so I, you know, I hate the word democracy because democracy means sure. mob rule. But um, I say this technology you're talking about is the closest thing to righteous democracy as yes. the people use the word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because you are in control, That's and you it. don't have to be dominated by. If you don't like it, go to uh, Web Point Y. <laughs> exactly. Go to Web Point Z, and you and your community can go there, and that's what's going to happen. Especially with us who have to use code words for all these censorship, we're going to have mm-hmm. to go to Web Point X. Well, and at every step of this, you know, so every single step has been. The individuals who have gained power, hmm. right? So you look at your 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 fangs, Facebook, uh, Facebook, Apple, Netflix, Google, right? Mm-hmm. You look at the the early days of those people. The reason why they were able to get a foothold was because they were the ones who were educating themselves on this, and they knew how to use these things, right? Right. So Mark Zuckerberg is just he's just doing basic HTML and JavaScript. He's just a college kid doing web development. Right. Right. But he's a college kid who learned it. He took the time. It's not just, it doesn't matter that he came from money or whatever. That really doesn't, that's not important to the fact that he's, he had to personally spend the time to learn HTML and JavaScript and all that. Correct. Right. He, if he doesn't do that, it doesn't matter. Yes. And actually the Winklevoss twins, their whole problem with him and where they get into the whole thing that's in the movie, the social network is they didn't know how to do those things. Mm-hmm. And so they told him, hey, we have this idea for like the Harvard something, and then we're going to build this site and everything. And he, t- he just went off and he was like, I like that idea. He, went, he said, I'll help you build it. And then he went and built it himself. Right. And called it the Facebook.com. Right. right. And then they, you know, sued him. Oh, you took my idea and all of this. And it's like, ah, 
the, your idea doesn't matter. Can you execute? Can you because build the it? second the second you tell your idea to somebody who can build it, and you don't have them locked in, or that's not the homie, or they have no loyalty to you, that's my shit. Because man. because he's not a slave, right? Because it's a free man. That's a free man. You better be careful when you're talking to a free man. <laughs> you better be careful what you say to a free man. <laughs> Especially if you're not free. <laughs> right? If you still got the if you still got the chains on and you're like, yo, that looks real good over there. And he's like, You're right, it does look real good. Thanks. <laughs> Stay right here with your chains on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord. Yo, if y'all never saw my uh first conversation with uh, Cyprianus, I'm gonna have to go change that one. He was a uh, Vin Armani. Yeah, I got to go back and <laughs> and go watch that. This is this is mind blowing information, you know. And, and people ask me all the time, hey, you know, you bring certain bring some mind. I'm like, yo, you cannot blow my mind. Paul's no homo. <laughs> <laughs> you can't come on my platform. It must have, it better be something else. You know what I'm saying? Um, you mentioned bit shoot in this conversation. Yes, and absolutely. how bit shoot was a web 3.0 company, right? Can you explain yes. that to me? Yeah, when BitChute launched, they they were, I think it's just, a, you know, so many of these things are timing. They're timing issues. Yes. Um, YouTube was censoring and they were like, hey. We're ab gonna absolutely. They, they launched, but they launched with a, using a protocol called WebTorrent. Okay. Which, you know, the, this is related to BitTorrent. So it's the same as a BitTorrent. Some people have used that for file sharing. And yeah, this real is quick. an early- so, so this was yeah. like back when we were using Napster, back when we were using BearShare and mm -hmm. everybody, you know, if I had the same 50 Cent song or a Soldier Boy song on my computer, uh, we would all chip in to send those uh, Correct. pieces of data so someone else could download them. Correct. And this, what's different about this, so Napster was kind of centralized there were some others in this case, uh, all of, this is where we get sort of this node idea. Mm. So BitTorrent people were in what's called, uh, nodes are in what's called a swarm. Okay. Uh, initially there was a little tracker. So like the Pirate Bay was maybe one of the most famous and, and notorious ones. God about Pirate Bay. Pirate Bay, huge. Yeah. 2015, 20, 2005 to 2015. It's sitting right inside that web 2.0. Okay. Yeah. So you would go, you find it's got what's called a magnet link. It tells you, and you would sort of attach to the tracker and the tracker sort of routes the data and it collects everybody in a swarm okay. around a particular file. Okay. Right. Or, or multiple files. Right. And you each you have a you have pieces of the file and you're grabbing pieces of the file from people who have the file and if you have some of the file you get more and there's a ranking system if you some people are called leechers other people are called seeders if you leave your machine on and you allow other people to take from you it actually gives you more um, you, you get a higher score and therefore you can download at faster speeds it's a cool system mm. um, now they don't necessarily need that central it's like hub and spoke they don't need that hub. It can now there. It's now completely peer to peer. Mm. So this is a peer to peer network, and uh, there's a web based version. So again, we're back in applications in the browser, mm -hmm. and that was under the hood of the BitChute site. Mm. So the idea was somebody's watching. Hotel's been told you. Everybody that's watching is also serving the piece that they've watched. Mm. So I start watching the first minute. Now I have that one minute. Now somebody else starts to watch. Not only am I watching, but I'm also giving that person the first two minutes that I've watched. Mm. And so you can see at scale with enough people watching, there you go. You don't need infrastructure. Mm. 
Mm. Now, the thing was, BitChute never got to scale, so it was always very slow. Yes. The user experience, the user experience of this technology is bad if it doesn't happen at scale. Right. At scale, it's incredibly fast. There's a lot at scale. What I mean is a lot of people on the network, let's say, looking at the same piece of content mm. or wanting the same piece of content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, very fast. If not, slow. So they started to have to supplement it. And now I think they've completely dropped the the um, web torrent aspect. And I think that they serve it off of centralized servers now. Okay. But they, tr- they but they tried. Right. That was their initial step was they were just too early. Mm. They were just too early. But what you're seeing now is you're seeing businesses starting up that are leveraging this interplanetary file system, which basically works the same way as a torrent. Mm. Fundamentally, it's, it's more advanced. And then what you have is you have also Filecoin, which is sort of a, related to IPFS. They can interact with each other, created by the same guy. And what Filecoin does is if you're, instead of mining using your processor power, you basically mine by using your hard drive space. Okay. So, so you get paid coins of Filecoin depending upon how much storage you've added to the network. Mm. So people are adding the storage. And this is what I say, this is the new infrastructure. Mm. And how are they paid for the infrastructure? They're paid by the actual currency that comes off the network, the Filecoin network. Right, right. So it's very, all of the, it's, all of this is very interesting. And then you can use that token, you know, to get people to do things on the network related to them storing your info. So like your, you know, like your iCloud or whatever mm-hmm. would be moved into something like this, where you would be paying these miners to host it basically. Mm. So it's this, it decentralizes it, but also you can participate on your own at a large scale, at a small scale. And is what we truly, knew about data centers will go away. Is it truly decentralized? It, it is. I mean, it's, it's, there is no, so what is these, it's, it's good that you asked that. People often confuse decentralized with distributed. Mm. Okay. So distributed is describing basically a network topology. So distributed means there's no central hub from where everybody's being routed from their data and they're sort of in a mesh with each other. That's distributed. Okay. Okay. Decentralized is a philosophical term that means no central authority. Mm. So it's, it's about who has the authority to say what is valid, what is invalid, what is true, what is not true, what mm. is legal, what is illegal. Mm-hmm. So Bitcoin is absolutely decentralized. Right. Absolutely decentralized. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- this network is a distributed network. So IPFS doesn't have really a consensus mechanism. So it's a distributed network. It's called the distributed web, D-Web. That's actually what they call it. And uh Filecoin is decentralized and distributed because it's decentralized in that it's it's got a consensus mechanism. Um, just like Bitcoin has proof of work, this has proof of. It's not called. It's not proof of storage. It's called proof of replication. Hmm. It's a really interesting the way that they've done it. It's actually a form of. It's like proof of work. Mm-hmm. It forces you to like sort of do this cryptographic stuff on your, on your hard drive to prove that you actually have the files and that you're actually serving them and they're actually there. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to do this work. It mm-hmm. takes, there's work being done. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, to prove, to prove that you have these files. And if you can prove you have the files 
And it, let's say you have 10% of the storage on the network, you get 10% of the coins. Mm. Let's say mm. you have 1% of the network of the storage, you have you get 1% of the coins. Right. So this won't be the last one of these, but again, they raised $200 million in their ICO. Mm -hmm. So it's there and it works. All this stuff works now. So this, and now is the opportunity for people to educate themselves on this. If people are entrepreneurs, and if you're an entrepreneur and you're starting a business right now and you're not starting it using this stuff, if it's a web business, not a, not a good look. Not a good look. Especially if you're just in it for the VC grift. Right. Uh, believe me, this is what you want to be showing to a, a VC firm right now. This DeFi, is what they're all looking for. Decentralization. Mm -hmm. Web3. Mm. You could just call it Web3. Distributed web. All this. That's what you want to be showing them. Say Web3. Mm. And really show it to them. Right. You should be saying, oh, we're using IPFS, Filecoin. Say, the, say those. The VCs are like, what is it? <laughs> what is it now that you're saying? We're interested in that. <laughs> that's what they're that's what they're all looking at right now i love it um crypto on down how do you think patents will play a role in the crypto space i saw reggie middleton got a DeFi patent from the u.s yeah patents patents are these things are going to be really hard to enforce right it's most most of this yeah this software is so much of this software is open source and the key is it almost has to be open source because if it's not open source, like how do you know that shenanigans are not happening? So, right. you know, prior art, it's hard to do anything now where there's not prior art. I do believe some people will go out and get patents and, and good for them. They'll probably, you know, that'll probably help them get investment. Will they ever be able to enforce them? Likely not. Right. Uh, we're in a different, we're in a totally different world right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, if Zuck likes it, he gonna have it. Right. Um, all right, so check it. Uh, Web3, going back to Wikipedia. We still ain't talked about NFTs yet. Lord have mercy. Um, <laughs> and, 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 and actually, before I say this, you know, I don't want to wait to the end of the stream. Show your products right now before we continue this conversation. Show your product, show the pro project, uh, whatever it is that you work on. People, people already have. They it. already have. BitcoinMysterySchool.com. Every month we do uh, a course. It's a weekend course. You'll understand Bitcoin better than... Honestly, most of the developers that I've worked with, and I've worked with some some significantly talented developers and uh, ran teams, like I ran the developer services team at Bitcoin.com. Wonderful guys. And by the way, one of the people on that team that it was a pleasure to work with, Chris Troutner, uh, he runs the uh, Permissionless Software Foundation. They're doing great work with Web3. Uh, just shout out to him, like brilliant guy uh, and and doing some, some work there. But honestly, like, and, and he will... Bitcoin developers will even tell you like the stuff that is that is taught in this class, you, you'll understand it down to the nuts and bolts and you'll you'll do that in a weekend. And then for those who have completed that, there's further courses. The first course Where do after we sign that up is for a, this. Bitcoinmysteryschool.com. Okay. And you said what happens after that? There's there so then there's further courses. The first, the first course for anybody who has completed the first uh novice initiation, which is the weekend, is for Wednesdays each month, it's called the level one wallet apprentice course. Even if you have no coding skills, by the end of the month, you will have coded your own Bitcoin wallet. So it's both coding and more Bitcoin fundamentals. So people are, people are walking out of that course after a month and they're going on to just build projects. 
So that's part of that's that's part of what you get. And we've got a very lively tele, private Telegram group that's only for uh, only for people who have been a part of it. Then countermarkets.com is my weekly newsletter. If people want to go check that wait, out, wait, wait, wait. It's code go from Go. What does that mean? Code from Go is the so code from Go is the is the business. Bitcoin Mystery School is ah, the is product. the uh, product. I guess you could say. Gotcha. Okay. Continue. Yes. There's uh, a mailer. Yep. Countermark countermarkets. That's countermarkets.com. Uh, that's that's our newsletter that's been about five years now okay. th that that's been going on. People can go and get their first issue for free if they want, which is this this month's issue. And it's, um, it's well, our tagline is tools and strategies uh, to tools, tools and strategies to build a, a more free lifestyle. And so it's basically it's an agorist newsletter for people who know what that is. It's, the, mm. it's about the counter economy. So how can, how can you live free in a rigged system? Mm -hmm. So we talk about everything from cryptocurrency to backyard gardening, to 3d printing businesses, uh, crypto projections, you know, reports on silver, all kinds of different stuff. I write a column in there every single month on entrepreneurship. Mm. So that's been, that's very successful. And again, we've got a, a private telegram group for that too. So that's a wonderful community. The community is as, as good as the course, I think, for most of these things. And most people have said that's a real value add. Um, and then for any developers, if they want to go and check out um, badger.cash is my, so this is sort of the stuff that I'm doing open source. And then they can just, there's a link to the GitHub right there where you can check out the Bcash full node, which is a JavaScript uh, Bitcoin cash and eCash full node that can even run in the browser as we're talking about. You can see that cool wallet if you want to build on that cool wallet and some other uh, very cool stuff. So mm. for the developers, they can go check that out too. And then of course, just check me out on Twitter. I love at Cyprianus. It. I love it. I love it. You know, I didn't want you to show it at the end when everybody log out. Let's show it while we got a lot of people in here. You know what I'm saying? I, re I appreciate it, man. I didn't come here to chill, but no, we got know. to. We got it's to. A, uh, it's appreciated. I appreciate it. Uh, no, we got to because it's one thing to, to hear from you, but it's like. How do I connect with you uh, afterwards? How do I work with your technology? I feel that after feel this conversation, that. that's what builds community, right? I feel that. Um, uh, crypto on down. Uh, oh no, I read that one. I'm sorry. Let's get back to here. Wikipedia. Wikipedia names somebody who whose name I've heard a gazillion times. Mm. Says executives from capital venture capital firm. Uh, Andreessen Horowitz traveled Andreessen to Washington, <laughs> traveled to Washington D.C. in October 21 to lobby for the idea as a potential solution to questions about regulation of the web, with which policymakers have been grappling. Mm -hmm. So this is, uh, I think, was it AZ17 or something like the name of the company is something like that? His uh, VC company. Mm -hmm. And um, this is this is who uh, has blocked Jack on Twitter. Yes, correct. It, so it seems as though, it, correct me if I'm wrong here, Andreessen Horowitz is taking credit for Web3? Well, they are certainly investing in it. Okay. And they probably, they probably will be able to take credit for a lot of the successes because the, they have a pretty good track record. Um, so what is the regulation that they're talking about? Well, a lot of the regulation that they're talking about is this, this idea, uh, you know, the things that, that Trump was talking about where... You know, currently, as the law stands, there's this gray area between, are, like, are you a publisher or not? Mm. And this is a big, like, you're hosting the content. If you curate it, are you a publisher? If you censor, are you a publisher? 
You know, there's, we, there's all of these questions and it's a nebulous gray area. You can see how if they said, well, 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 but we're not hosting any of the content. We can't possibly be a publisher because it's all coming off the end user's phone. <laughs> right now, can they still censor? Of course they can. They can still cut you out of the network. They can still cut you out of the network, mm. right? So they still have power. There's nothing saying that they have to let you into the network, but it's really all about you are picking and choosing the content that you have, that you are storing. It's more a question of the content than a question of the user. And that's very important. That's very important. Like from a, from a legal standpoint, it's very important because that is to say, no, you are curating content that you control, that you own. You allow everybody to put it up, but you don't give it equal shrift. This allows them to change the rules of the game. They're like, yeah, of course it doesn't get equal shrift. Like we've got all these other things about, well, they weren't contributing this amount of bandwidth and they weren't doing this and that and that. And that. Oh, and I don't have control whether or not they're always on or off. And I don't have control over the software once it's on their phone and all of, all of this, right? Mm, mm. So yes, they are very interested in getting out of the infrastructure game. Mm. That's, it makes perfect it, it, sense. It, it, absolutely. Absolutely. Would you say it was like 19 billion? 19 billion last year. That was just Facebook. <sighs> now, granted, that encompasses Instagram, uh, right. WhatsApp. You know right. what I mean? So yeah, yeah. like all let's the, let's be properties. clear about yes, yes. let's be clear that it's all their properties, but still it's still, still a huge expense. That's 19 billion dollars. Right. I mean, if you as an individual had 19 billion dollars, you're on the rich list. Right. You know what I mean? Like right you're 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 good yeah so that's a man even if they're able to get half of that back in profits what does that do for the share price mm. it's through the roof through the roof mm. through the roof mm. so so you could see why it's worth investing five billion six billion seven billion a year to get to this point and mm. with seven billion dollars a year you could do anything and they don't even have to invest it because the vcs are investing it on startups mm. Mm. And these are very, again, these are low capital expenditure startups. These are basically software and marketing companies because they don't have to pay for the infrastructure. Right. 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 This it's huge. Right. It's huge. It's a huge move. Uh, Fudge Mayo crypto ran by the Rothschild still supporting crypto ran by the Rothschild. Who's he talking about? Is it, is it ran by the Rothschilds? Which crypto is that? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the CBDCs yeah. are technically crypto. The central bank digital currencies are definitely cryptocurrencies, and they're definitely run by Rothschild associated folks. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not in support of those. Well, here's Although the we're all going to have to use them eventually, <laughs> yeah. uh, unless you're going to be completely off the grid. So if you want to get off the grid, you better work on it now. Have you ever read um, The Great Reset? I have by, not read the Great Reset. By I have Klaus not read Schwab. So I did Klaus Schwab. Yeah, I have not. Re I have not read it, but I've I've definitely you know heard of it. Oh yeah, for sure. I yeah. mean more than heard of it, right? Heard I, of it. I I I got the concept. I definitely know the concept. No doubt about that. So I, I did a presentation on it um, last week on my channel. I didn't mm. read, read all of it. I just read the important chapters, right? Some of the sure. other chapters. I was just, you know sure. that's how you're supposed to read books. Um, 
you know, some people think you need to read the whole book. <laughs> no. like, that's not how reading works. Especially in a book like that, most of it is, there's so much repeated, right. so much repetition. Right. Um, so I read the dollar section, the tech section, and so on and so forth, whatever, right? Globalist section. But the dollar section was actually quite interesting. Mm. Um, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Go. Basically, what they're saying is they don't see any currency out there. He mentioned that the Chinese currency would be the one that could replace um, the dollar as the world um, reserve currency, right? And we know that happened following the uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Bretton Woods. We Bretton about Woods Bretton Woods. Thank you. Yep. Bretton Woods Agreement, which was put together by uh, Maynard Keys and the rest of his cronies. Uh, in that huge mansion that was rickety mm -hmm. as hell. Um, anyway, um, so following Bretton Woods Agreement, America's robbed of its gold. This is in my book. America's robbed mm -hmm. of its gold through the Bretton Woods Agreement because America's made a, 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 and I'll be doing a presentation on the Bretton Woods Agreement on this channel soon. Nice. Very nice. But what they're saying in the Great Reset is that they don't see China being able to replace it as a world reserve currency but they're not discounting the possibility of a cryptocurrency replacing That's a right. dollar That's as a right. world reserve currency. That's right. That's right. Well, they built one. <laughs> the Bitcoin developers built one. <laughs> and you know, here's 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 what's so uh, interesting about this. You know, this this the Fed. Now, a few have gone live. Nigeria's went live. It's the E Naira. Mm. Uh, France had a test. China obviously has one that's live. What's interesting about the Nigerian one, then Tanzania announced that they were going to do one as well, is uh, it's based on a, a, a platform called Hyperledger Fabric, mm -hmm. which is a block, uh, permission blockchain platform. Mm -hmm. The Fed has said theirs doesn't use a blockchain, which is interesting. So the, 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 the former, uh, he, was, he was on his way out, the president of the Boston Fed, who was the, the ones working on, the bank working on, on this who built the the um, cbdc for the us yeah he said blockchains are too slow and that uh th they didn't use a blockchain which is correct actually like i expected they wouldn't but it will still be a cryptocurrency um so i i think i think that's actually right that's yeah. what they're looking for the other and the reason why i think that's i, I think yes for most people they will be using cryptocurrencies the dollar won't go away but most people will not be able to use it Right. Um, most people will be using CBDCs. And one of the things that they like about the CBDCs is the CBDCs are not tied to the money supply. They don't have to be tied to the money supply. It's basically company script. If people understand what that is, it's from back in the day when you would be like work for a mining company, you'd be a miner and they would pay you not in US dollars, but they would pay you in the company script, which was basically credits that could be spent at the company store. Mm. And they had a company store and they owned the land that your house was on and you paid them rent. And so all of your expenses, you paid it back to them. Mm -hmm. So whatever they paid you, you paid it back to them. This is called company script. Okay. And it's a complete, you could see that that's a slavery model, right? So people should know, people are like, well, where's, you know, some of these stimulus checks, the next, some of these next rounds are going to come as the CBDC, because that's why people are like, well, how are they going to release this? People aren't going to give up their money and all of this. And it's like, well, if the only way that you can receive your funds, your stimmy, is you just go, you got to go and download the app, 
and then you fill it out, something you've done many, many times, and you sign up with your social security card, and then all of a sudden, immediately, there's your stimmy. Yeah. Oh, wow, that was easy. And you can spend it on Amazon, and you can spend it at Walmart, and you can spend it at all of these places that you're normally shopping. That's how it comes in. Mm. Mm. Now, the thing is, when they put money on that, there's nothing saying, no regulation, no nothing, saying that they have to record that as increasing the money supply. They're not going to do it. They're not going to do a treasury auction for it. They're not going to. They're not going to put out uh, notes and bills and bonds from the treasury. They're not going to create sovereign debt. It's not going to increase the money supply. That's it. Sold is sold to the company's store. That's what's going to. That's what a CBDC is. Wait. And that's why they say it's going to replace. That's why they say it's going to replace. So they'll have that CBDC, and then they'll have the international settle one. Mm. Right. Right. That, that will be at the Bank of International Settlements. But every country will just have the, the company store and we're on the plantation. That's the vision. Right. So the, 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 the person in the audience who was asking about oh, cryptocurrency by the Rothschild, that's the cryptocurrency by the Rothschilds, Jack. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Right? And it's a cryptocurrency. It uses cryptography. It uses all the things that Bitcoin uses because Bitcoin's solid. Like you're not going to improve on it. It's, My- it's uh, munitions grade encryption. My common sense won't allow me currently, my brain's like malfunctioning. It's saying currency without a limit cannot compute, cannot compute, cannot compute. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> what, <laughs> I, well, when you, when, when you got everybody, this is part of you will own nothing and you'll be happy. Mm. Dom DeMonco, DeMonco. It's just, it's just a number, but, but, but here's the thing, Hotep, like people say, well, I wouldn't like, well, it's not valuable. If it's just a number, if it's just a number, it's not valuable. And I'm like, well, why do you care about your Twitter follower count then? (laughs) That's just a number in a database. Yeah. The person with root access to that database can change it at any time. Mm. And the fact of the matter is we do care about just numbers that pop up on the screen. We care about them very much, very much. We're already there. Yeah. We believe those numbers are real. Yeah. And you know what? Because we all believe they're real, they are real. Right. That's what makes them real. That's what makes them real. Right. They're reified. Yeah. So you know what? People get their stimmy. It's there. They can go to Amazon. Amazon takes it. That's real. Yeah. What do you mean it's not real money? I just bought groceries at Walmart. <laughs> How are you going to tell me this ain't real? Look, boop, it's real. I just bought it. <laughs> How are you going to tell me it ain't real? I had a, I have several people, boomers mostly, who say, oh, this cryptocurrency is stupid. What are you going to do when the power grid goes down? And I'm like, what? <laughs> no, of- if the whole power grid goes down, you got way more things to worry about. <laughs> than cryptocurrency, okay? <laughs> First off, you don't have clean water. You're everything that's refrigerated. You're First off, the power grid goes down for five days. Chaos, chaos. The, the national power grid, let's say the national power, somebody's like, what do you do if the internet goes down? Bro, the whole internet goes down for even like four or five days. We're in Mad Max territory. Yeah. Because, because there's people living hand to mouth. Yeah. There's people living hand to mouth. That goes down. What happens? The internet goes down. There's no places only accept cash. 
how much cash is on the street? Mm. Internet goes down, your ATM stop working. Mm. Okay, those are all going over, over IP now. Those are all going over the internet. Okay, internet goes to everything. You don't realize how, it's like all the mobile networks go down. <laughs> 90% of businesses can no longer function. Yeah. All the phone networks, they're voice over IP. They're VoIP now. <laughs> all the phones are VoIP, that's the internet. Yeah. So it's like, look, if the internet goes down, the last thing you're going to care about is Bitcoin. Okay. I always come back with, I'm like, if the internet goes down, power grid comes, goes down. Power grid. What are you going to do with your dollars? Your dollars are worth nothing. Your See, do- that's what people don't understand. The internet goes down, even that your cash is worth nothing. Facts. Because you won't be able to go anywhere to buy it because there's going to be someone with a gun waiting to take whatever you have the stores will be looted <laughs> we're you're we're, we're back we're in a hobbesian uh, uh uh dystopia at that point man don't don't worry about the bitcoin like you're making the same assumption i am yeah okay you're paying your mortgage like i see you got like a day's worth of food in your refrigerator and you're talking to me you know what i mean like, <laughs> right are you prepping like are you <laughs> Do you have a bunker? Because if you're, if you're really going to talk to me, you don't believe the internet's going down. Because if you right. did, you'd be acting completely different. So don't talk. Right. That's what I tell these people. Don't talk to me. Show me your bunker or end the conversation. Right. Exactly. 30. And, and it better be 10 to 30 year bunker. Not no. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and the ammo and the arsenal. Show that all to me. Otherwise, you don't. That's not a valid argument. You don't even believe that argument. If your arsenal don't look like Cannon Hotel, I can't take you. <laughs> All right, let's 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 move into um I, I we we haven't exhausted web3 but we've covered it thoroughly. I, I think we curled. Uh, we've covered it. Um NFTs. Yep. You said this will be brief. Yeah. Don't the Marco Cyprian said an NFT is just an ICO where you only print one token. <laughs> That's it. That's all it is. <laughs> he went on to say, next we will see fractional ownership NFTs. Yet another Which clown world renaming of unregistered securities. We've seen that? Yes. Yep. Google fractionalized NFTs. They popped up just a few weeks after I, uh, after I said that. <laughs> I probably saw your tweet was like, yeah, that's a good idea. That's actually. a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get on that. <laughs> They're like, he's only got 50,000 followers. I know people, had, uh, a whole lot of people didn't see that. I got the rest of the world. I got the rest of the world to trick. <laughs> <laughs> that's mine now. So, so. When I first saw the NFT shit. I was like, oh, this bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the problem again is how it's being sold. Mm. Like, look, tokens are real. Tokens are legit. We've talked about the fact that tokens are crucial to what's going on. Tether is a token. So let's talk about what what do we mean when we say tokens first, okay? Yes. Because some people don't, it's not totally clear to them, okay? 
So there's two different. So I'm gonna I'm gonna call them coins and tokens, but generally people will call them native tokens, or then just tokens. Okay. So your native native tokens, but I'm gonna call them coins, mm. are basically the value within the network that is generated by mining, proof of stake, these other things. In general, on these cryptocurrency networks, what you have is you have some way that value is put onto the network. And this value is what's used generally to pay the mining fees or the gas fees on Ethereum. So we're talking about ETH, BTC, BCH, okay, um, Dash, Litecoin, whatever, Zcash, Pirate Coin, what, all, all these, Pirate Chain, whatever, okay? But then there are some others that are not that. So most of these that we would know are what's called ERC-20 tokens. So these are tokens that can be created on Ethereum by anyone. It costs a certain amount of gas to make this happen, but you can also create them on Bitcoin using an Omni protocol. And the first tethers were on Bitcoin, BTC. You can create these on Bitcoin Cash. You can create these on eCash. Both of those you use what's called a simple ledger uh, protocol. They call, they call them e-tokens on eCash. And on other, other networks, Avalanche, whatever. Uh, you can create these. Most of them are on Ethereum. Most of them are ERC-20. So if people like Link, Chainlink, right, that's actually an ERC-20 token on Ethereum. So very often that thing that you're buying, that, to that coin that you're buying is a token that sort of moves on Ethereum, is, is on Ethereum. It's not, <laughs> my, my daughter, go inside. <laughs> Go inside. She's trying to get a grift on. <laughs> She's trying to get a grift on. <laughs> She's looking for some sympathy. <laughs> so the, but this is, so this is what's important to understand. So we'll separate coins and tokens. Right. Now, Tether is not just one token. It's many tokens on many different networks. Okay. Okay. So there's Tether USDT on Ethereum, on Bitcoin BTC, on Bitcoin Cash, on Liquid, on um, Tron, on some other ones, okay? Mm. But they're all grouped together, but it's all tokens that, that, that move on those networks. And you can send them. So people who have sent Ethereum, they know that usually what you have to do with tokens is, like, let's say you want to send some USDT or USDC, you're going to send it and you're going to have to include some Ethereum or people who have used MetaMask, they want to send their Uniswap token. They're going to have to send some Ethereum along with it to pay the gas fee, Okay. Anybody can create a token, anyone. And anyone can create a token with up to a limit, an unlimited amount. You want to create a billion? Create a billion. Cost you the same amount as creating one in the, in the fee that it's going to take to create it. So just for some background, in 2014, did not include it here, but it should be. The first tether is minted. It's minted on the BTC blockchain. This is very important for people to understand. It uses a protocol that's called Omni. So it's just, a, it's just a way of putting a transaction on that is recognized by everybody who can, every app that can see Omni as, oh, this is a token. Now listen carefully. It's very important for people to understand. The first Tether transaction, USDT, which is now the number one cryptocurrency by volume, dwarfs all the rest of them. Mm. Okay, I think it's $80 billion a day. I think that's the current amount, somewhere around $80 billion. Way more volume than any other cryptocurrency. It's the World Reserve cryptocurrency. Which one is this? Tether, USDT. Okay. Completely unbacked, by the way. Mm. Completely unbacked. It's a total grift. It's just printed out of, printed out of nothing, <laughs> but it has never lost its peg to the dollar, disproving all the Austrian econ economists about how money really works, okay? Yeah. It's really 
It's here and here. It's a spiritual thing. Yes. The first Tether transaction takes 35 cents worth of BTC. Okay. 35 cents worth of BTC, Mm -hmm. 35 cents US, Mm -hmm. turns it into 100 USDT. Mm. Okay. In a single transaction. Right. That 100 USDT can now be turned around and used to buy $100 worth of BTC. Right. Let me say it again. 35 cents worth of BTC is what I have. With that 35 cents, I turn it into 100 tokens of USDT. I can now use these 100 tokens to buy $100 worth of BTC. I just magically turn 35 cents worth of BTC into $100 worth of BTC. That is why the price has risen. The price of what has risen? BTC and all other cryptocurrencies. Wait, it's ha- because it, Tether is being used to purchase it. Wait, 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 wait. I'm missing out on some money here. I'm, yeah, you I, need to be creating your own tokens. Why well, is there well, not well, a Hotep we, well, token? Well, we have one. And the, Hotep, oh, well, and the Hotep token's coming next year. There it is. That's it. That's the mechanism. That's the mechanism. I, so I'm doing it right now. I didn't even know it. Yes. Shout out to Let's Go Finance. That's it. But the thing is, you have to get people to believe that it's worth something. It's only about belief. Right. And USDT was first and people believed it. People believe that, oh, yeah, every $1 that we mint, we have $1 in a bank in Barbados. Mm. Turned out to not be true. Mm. The New York Attorney General did an investigation, found, indeed, Tether is not backed. There is, they do not have these deposits. They have been printing billions of dollars. They do not have any deposits which basically means they are a money printing business. The New York attorney general fines them $18.5 million as a fine. Bad boys. As soon as that is announced in a press release by the attorney general, here comes the announcement. $18.5 million worth of USDT has just been minted. (laughs) They just gave that money right back. They just, inv- they, they created money out of thin air to pay their fine. What? Because it's liquid. It's right. US, if you have USDT, you can trade it for any cryptocurrency and you can even trade it for cash. Right. It's the world reserve cryptocurrency. So this is what I was saying. All an NFT is. NFT means non-fungible token. Yeah. It's an easy way of saying it's one token that is a unique token that cannot be divided. So it has zero decimal places. You cannot divide it into cents or any of those things. Okay. It's just one single token. Yeah. It's not related to any other token. It's just one single token. That's a non-fungible token. The types of things that you could use these for that people have described them as being used for, an item in a game, a unique item in a game might be something you could use it for. Tickets, right? To, a, to, a, to an assigned seating event, not general admission. Those would be fungible. Right. Mm. Your general admission ticket is the same as my general admission ticket. Right. But if there's seating, specific seating, VIP, that's a non fungible ticket. Mm-hmm. Right. There's only one seat 7B. Right. Like go to, go to a ball game or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Or an airplane. Right. You know, there's only one. You got a signed seat. That could be an NFT. Mm. Now, a non fungible token is a very bad and too complex use for those applications. Okay. These things have been around since. 2014, 2013, on BTC first. Mm. Rare Pepe's were probably the most well-known of the early batch. There's another one that's like a Magic the Gathering game, okay? 
you just got to convince they, they were like oh they're collectibles it was just a joke yeah it was a i mean they were pepes pepe the frog there are yeah. all these different types of rare pepes it's like magic the gathering but it's like goofy it's like the garbage pail people who are old enough to remember garbage remember, pail kids yeah, right it's that. like garbage pail kids yeah but it's like so there's like a hundred of these pepes oh this is the rarest pepe the homer simpson pepe there's only one in this set and blah, blah. And they just made them yeah and they're like the images are just on a pepe website they're not on the blockchain or nothing they just assigned images to them and somebody just was like that is a grift whose time has come let's Re, let's re-energize that grift mm. and bring it back. It's been able, people have been able to do this forever. Okay. But it's just, nobody believed it. Yeah. And they were like, well, brand new. They looked at the landscape. The grifters looked at the landscape and they were like, look, what grift have we run, but they've forgotten we ran it on them, which is, a, <laughs> which is any, any good grifter. It's like, well, remember NFTs 2014? None of these cats were here when we did that. Ah, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's do it. It's art. <laughs> it's going to allow artists to be able to make money that they haven't before. They're going to be able to get paid royalties. Now, never mind. It confers on you no copyright, no nothing. Mm. If it's resold, you can't possibly, the artist can't possibly get anything. It's all, it's all a lie. Mm. It's all a lie. There's no, there's no utility from the art standpoint, but it's yeah. a hell of a grift. It's a hell of a grift. But people are That's making money is. off of it. That's what I'm saying. That's the grift. Yeah. Well, in order to make money off of it, you have to either, I think what's useful in this one is that a lot of the people that are selling the NFT thing are ignorant of it. Mm. So it's like the best kind of grift, mm. right? Like the best kind of grift because it's like, well, the person who's selling it, he's not really lying because right. he actually believes what's coming out of his mouth because he's so ignorant. Right. And it's hard to trace back. There's some people, I'll name them out, like Mike and Space is one of them. Mike and Space, if you're listening to this or anybody, tell Mike and Space I said he's responsible. And I told him, I told him when he was doing this that he's responsible because he's just, he loves collectibles, Bitcoin collectibles. And <laughs> And back in the day, and he's got, and he's an influencer in the space. You know what I mean? Yeah. And back in the day, he was involved with the rare Pepe's and he had a whole bunch of them. Mm. And so as a troll, when this, the NFT thing started to bubble, he starts really pushing it to get people to buy his stupid rare Pepe's. And he still thinks it's a joke. <laughs> what he doesn't understand is he's actually really, he's trolling but he's really influencing people because people are really paying attention to him because he's an influencer. Yeah. And so, you know, he's not the only one responsible, but I, I have to call him out. Mike and space. I love, I love you, man. But that was a big, that was a huge faux pas. So huge here we pas. are now it's a huge economy, right? Like we have for, for, for a minute, it's about to, it's about to go bye-bye. Is it? Oh, dude, have you seen the South park post COVID, uh, the things that they made for South Park that Paramount released on their new streaming platform, the uh, no. two, two new, it's two new one hour episodes, movies, I guess combined. They're like a movie. Uh -huh. um, it's, it takes place like 20 or 30 years into the future. There's still COVID is still going on. They're uh. still in the pandemic and everything, <laughs> but um, they skewer NFTs. Yeah. They skew, oh, they skew, butters becomes an NFT salesman. It's just really, they skewer it. And so it's like, 
they're lampooning it so hard that I'm like, it can't, it can't, it can't stick around. It can't stick around. Once South Park is, has a hold of it and they've lampooned it, it's like it's curtains. So, so okay, I see it here. Post COVID, South Park, Park post COVID. Post COVID. I think it's yeah. It's uh. So it's Paramount stream. I'm not sitting here. I don't want to shill Paramount's streaming platform, but you do yeah. get 30 days for free. Paramount, okay. send me a check. So you, you get you you get your thirty days for free. Watch the COVID special and then cancel it. Well, I just it's found very it hard on, to cancel on, on YouTube. But did you find the whole two hours? I have an hour here. Okay, good. You're good. Okay, that's the post COVID special. And Are you sure? I have fifty six minutes South Park post COVID: The Return of COVID twenty twenty one. Yeah, that's the one you want to watch. Full, uploaded that's nine hours you- ago. Watch it so now. If it's yeah, still, yeah. That might, that I have to be, watch that it might before be a it gets. Trick. That might be a trick. It, it could be. It could probably. That might be like, a trick. <laughs> redirect to. That might be a Rick roll. <laughs> it looks good. Okay. I'll, I'll check it out though. I'll check. I don't want to play it right now because the audio could be picked up and then yeah, I'm yeah. hit with the. Then you're um, done. Yeah. Um. Hold on. So you also said you can't own an NFT. Correct. You can, well, you can't own any cryptocurrency. Any cryptocurrency you cannot own. Ownership is not a concept within this frame. Within the frame. Let's be clear, people. Continue. Okay. So, ownership. Ownership means, to make an ownership claim, means that you can deny the use of a thing to another person. Mm-hmm. Right? So, there are certain things that you can't own. So for instance, I can't own a word. Mm-hmm. I can't own the word bread. I can own a piece of bread. I can certainly say this is my piece of bread and no, you may not have it. I cannot own the word bread. Now, trademark and copyright get a little bit nebulous. Right. And I think that those are actually, you know, it takes the guns of the state to do that. Mm-hmm. But there are certain things that even at that level, it's like you can't just trademark just the word bread so that no one else can use the word bread. And if they do, they have to pay you. Right. Okay. One of the other things that you cannot own under any legal framework is a number. Okay. You cannot own the number seven. Right. I cannot say I own the number seven and therefore you may not use the number seven ever again. Right. And it doesn't matter how big that number is. I can't, it doesn't matter if it's a billion. It doesn't matter if it's a quadrillion, Mm -hmm. but the number seven is perfectly fine. That's a perfectly fine number for us to use as an example. Okay. So when people talk about owning cryptocurrency, so the first thing is almost everybody who's saying that is not running a node. Okay. Mm. So they don't even have the data that is the blockchain in their possession. That's Mm. the first thing. Second thing is you cannot own the blockchain. It's on many, many different computers. Mm -hmm. I cannot say I own this data that is the blockchain and therefore you cannot use it. Mm. Okay. That is the ledger. Mm. That is where the, that is where we access and know whether the, the, the data is there. Right. Okay. That is from where your balance that you are saying, I own this cryptocurrency. That is where it's coming from. Okay. What you can attempt to say, and what people who say they own cryptocurrency are saying is they say, well, you own your private key. Mm. own your private key and therefore you own your cryptocurrency well mm. here's the problem with that what is a private key it's a private key is numbers 12 words right ah but the words represent something the right. words are a mnemonic device it's a way of representing a 256 bit number mm. a 32 byte number mm. okay now that that number starts at zero those numbers start at zero mm-hmm 
you can represent. So it's basically if you represent it as what's called hexadecimal, zero which is uh, zero. It's zero through nine. So that's binary. That's binary. But it's zero, zero through nine plus A through F. So it uses 16 characters as oh, opposed yes, to yes, 10. Yes, yes, yes. So mm -hmm. you can get these larger numbers. If you represent it as a hexadecimal number, it's going to be 64 characters. And if I write the number one, what it looks like is 63 zeros and a one. Just like if somebody says, give me a two-digit month and a two-digit uh, day and a four-digit year, right? Then let's say that the year was the year one, it would be 0001, right. okay? So this is a 64-digit number, but I can represent everything starting with zero. That would be 64 zeros. Any number from zero to what would be 64 Fs as a number is a valid private key. Okay. This is to say the number one is a valid private key. And as a matter of fact, there is a Bitcoin address associated with the number one. And right now you can see that there are transactions that have happened on that address. And if you wanted to use it, you could put money up there. It'll probably be, or put funds to that address. It'll probably be snatched away right away, but you could put funds up and then you could s spend them with the number one. Okay. And two and three and four and five and six and seven, eight, nine, 10. Right. Well, if you say you can own a private key, then you're saying you can own the number one. Hmm. And clearly, there is no system of ownership in the. If you could say you own the number one, the very notion of ownership, you've just you've obliterated. Yeah. So that is the only thing. So you can't own a private key, and nothing else in the system mm. would be even subject to the idea that an individual would own it. Mm -hmm. So what are you doing? You have knowledge of a number. Mm. So this, the range of numbers is so big. The range of numbers is something like the number of atoms in the visible universe. Okay. Okay. It's right. gigantic. Yeah. I cannot just simply guess, and cryptography is based on this fact. I can't, for me to try to compute Hotep Jesus's private key that was generated randomly and get your money, the sun would burn out. <laughs> Even if I had all the computing power in the world, the sun would burn out before I was able to find your exact private key. Right. Okay, the, the, the scope of numbers is so big. Right. So what you're doing actually is you are occulting knowledge. You are hiding knowledge. Mm. That's what's happening. It's not that you own it. It's that you know it. Now, remember, this makes a lot of sense. We're in the information economy. Mm -hmm. Knowledge is power. Right. This is the, we say knowledge is power like a, a, a pablum, but right. this is like, no, no, no. Secret, valuable knowledge. This is not a foreign concept to human beings. We're talking about Rasputin. Secret, valuable knowledge. That's what this system is based upon. It's not an ownership system. That's an old way. Mm. That's also... That's an old way. Mm. We have to see what we're really dealing with. This is a, this is, and this is what you get into Bitcoin mystery school. Okay. Mm. So now you're getting a basic idea of the things that you start to learn in Bitcoin mystery school and that you do and get involved with by hand and really dig in. It's a hands-on course. So, but yes, that is why you cannot own. So you can't own Bitcoin. There's what nothing you, about what you ownership. What you can do is you can possess knowledge. Yes. Of where data is stored that represents value you can you uh, you can possess knowledge of the number that is required to do the cryptographic function that mm. will allow you to to spend to change the ledger mm. in the way that you want to change it 
Mm. Right. So that's what you're doing when you spend, you make a, so uh, every Bitcoin transaction, basically you send up a transaction. It's basically like a check and it has to have a valid signature on it. That's a digital signature. And that signature can only be made by the person who knows the number that is attached, that that is the private key that is associated with the address you want to spend out of. If you know that number, you can spend and make a valid signature. If you don't know that number, you cannot make a valid signature and therefore your funds are safe. Mm, mm, but it's mm. not ownership. Right. And it's actually crucial. Mm. And it's such a shame that thought leaders in the space, and we're seeing the, the results of it, they, they've, not, they've not gotten this. Mm. Because they go into Congress and all of this and they talk about ownership. Right. They go into the states and they do regulations. They're like, we passed a blockchain law and it's got ownership, intangible <laughs> property, all of this stuff. And it's like, do you understand what you're doing? Because what you're doing is if you're saying it can be property, then you're saying it can be stolen. Yeah. Then you're saying that the state can order developers and miners to alter the blockchain to give you your funds. Uh, oh, you're man. giving the state a gun to go after Bitcoin, to destroy Bitcoin, will come from Bitcoiners saying that you can own Bitcoin. Oh my God. Words, man. Because the state can compel the return of stolen property, can it not? This is longstanding. Yes. Thousands of years. Yeah. Men with guns can go and say, you have stolen property, return it. Even if you weren't the one who stole it. Right. Even if you think you got it legitimately, but it can be proved that it's stolen property, men with guns can come to your house and confiscate it. Right. So what do you set up when you say you can own Bitcoin? That's what you set up. Mm, 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 mm. You give the state the license to do what they wanted to do already. Mm. Whereas thought leaders should have said, this is not about ownership. Does the state have the private key? Do they know my private key? Whoever knows my private key can have my money. Whoever knows this private key can spend it, right? It's just the, the models. Here's, here's another example. If you have gold in your safe, okay, mm -hmm. and you show me that gold, mm -hmm. okay, you can show it to me all day. You can take a picture of it. You can do all of this. I can't, with the picture, are you showing me I have knowledge that you have gold? I can't spend the gold. Right. But if you take a picture of your private key and you put it on the internet, It'll be spent tomorrow or now, like the next second is that, is that theft? Could you take somebody to court? Mm. Mm. Clearly no. Anybody with the knowledge of the key can spend it. That's why they say, not your keys, not your coins. Right. But there's no possession of coins anyway. So there's no possession. Mm. It's mm. knowledge. Right. Knowledge. Knowledge of where the gold is. Knowledge the of where it is. gold. And the how to access gold. it. How to access it. Chris Bradley, $20. Appreciate you. He said, what's the odds the elite are sucking the money out of the system through digital phantoms because they need trains to repair for an earth cataclysm that happens every 12,000 Oh, years? boy, no. <laughs> Boomer. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to hate on him. I was down that path when I was like 19 years old. So like. I think it's, you know, it's something everybody's got to get past. Everybody's got to get past that. Yeah, it's the, it's the, I said it the other day, it's like the hopeful hypothetical, right? Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. these people that create a, a hypothetical 
and hope it's going to happen because they don't want to deal with the reality of today. Well, I think it's also, it's exciting. Yes. Like it, it generates, it's like a horror movie. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's something entertaining to think about, to research because you think about it, you research it and you get a, you get a, a, a jolt, a feeling of, of uh, anxiousness or nervousness. And it's like, but it's a feeling. Yeah. Right. So it's like, I get it. It's entertaining. Right. It's entertaining. And people come up with some, I mean, the content produced on these things is it's, it's fun, but it's a fantasy. Like, like the other day I had a cat come on and he was, you know, saying all oh, the dollar is going to be, you know, what are you going to do when OPEC does this in a dollar in China and I'm like, bro, yo, <laughs> relax, relax. You're koofy on too tight. <laughs> well, I mean, what people have to realize is it's all about incentives. Yeah. At the end of the day, people have to think, are there pe like, people with a lot of dollars have an incentive of keeping the value of the dollar up. Correct. It's that simple. It's that simple, yeah. Dial ain't going nowhere yet. No, the dollar is a 500-year-old unit of account. People need to understand that. Yeah. The dollar predates the U.S. The, do the word dollar is used twice in the U.S. Constitution. That's People correct. should stop and think about that. Mm -hmm. The U.S. dollar didn't exist, but they were using the word dollar, meaning everybody knew what the value of a dollar was before the Constitution was even written. What's that dollar? It's the Spanish silver dollar. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the U.S. dollar was pegged to it mm. Mm. in the Coinage Act. Mm. It's, it's a long line. It's a long, where this value comes from, again, it's a mental thing. It's a spiritual thing. Mm. This has been in the hearts and minds of generations. It ain't going nowhere. Right. People think in dollars. Yeah. You talk to somebody from, a, from Korea, they think in dollars. Right. You, you, ask somebody, you ask somebody from Germany, right? They use euros, but you're like, Oh no, it's twenty dollars. They know exactly what you say. How much something is worth? If you say, "Oh yeah, it's twenty, that'll be twenty dollars," they're like, "Okay, I know that." Yeah, they can. I know. That. I can. Th they can. Comp they thinking. They thinking that. Yeah. They thinking U.S. dollars. Right. How how long? I mean, how how deep seated does something have to be that you compute value natively, and it's not even a currency you use, but you compute the value natively in right. that? Come on, that ain't going nowhere. Yeah. That ain't going no. That ain't going nowhere. Even the CBDC will be denominated in dollars. It won't oh, have right. any relationship to it. Right, but it'll still be a dollar. Tether is denominated in dollars. Right. USDT. It's not backed by. It's just. It's just a number. Mm, mm, mm. But it still is just pegged to the dollar. They're like, that's what it's worth. That must be the value one to one. Yeah, it ain't come, going, dollar ain't going nowhere. How come nobody at Tether hired me, man? Told me about the the grift. <laughs> they kept, that was quiet as cat, man. Quiet yeah, as cat. <laughs> um, Chad, you said the only intellectual property is the intellect itself. Me. Ooh. He attributes that quote to himself. Wow. Let me hit the dial. <laughs> only intellectual property is the intellect itself. Mm. Love it. Bars. I have to use that. I'm stealing that. <laughs> Stolen. It's gone like Uncle Hotel. <laughs> See, you can't have no ownership of it. Now it's in my head. <laughs> you should have, you should you can't hide that knowledge. That's too valuable. I'll still give you credit though, Chad. <laughs> Until you forget where it came from, you just say right, it. Exactly. Oh, I've, done that so, I've done that so many times. Yeah. 
so um, many times. When something becomes a part of your DNA, it's so hard to remember the source of things. That's it. Um, uh, last thing, I just mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still stuck on NFTs. <laughs> I got rappers saying, "Yo, we got music coming out NFTs. Rappers are being used as influencers to push NFTs. I got homies pushing NFTs." You know? Well, that's not new. That happened with the ICOs, right? You don't remember the game in that cringe video pushing Paragon? You don't remember that? Wait, oh, what? it's really bad. The you game, the rapper? Yes. Oh, we got so- Didn't he go to court for that? Yes. Oh, yeah. So, so did DJ Khaled. Right. Oh, bro, a whole bunch of rappers were involved in the ICO thing, and they all got sued. Right. Not, not even, no, they didn't get sued. They got fined by mm. the SEC. They right. got cease and desist orders and fined by the SEC. That's right. a lot worse to getting sued. Correct. Right. That's the Securities Exchange Commission. Yeah, like they can actually mess. put you in jail. Right. That's a law enforcement agency. Right. Right. No, you know, there's you can still find the video. Of, it's it's him and some like modely type. I forget what she was. She was like the CEO of this pa- coin called Paragon, yeah. and they were gonna and they're they're there and they're they've obviously been been smoking and she's she's just like. And they're just, they got the little video camera phone. And he's like, hey, this is me here with my girl, Kelly, whatever. We're going to revolutionize cannabis, marijuana, all this. And, you know, <laughs> and then she goes, you know how we're going to do it? Uh, what did is, what is she say? Block the blockchain like that. You got to look it up. It's so cringe from 2017. There were a bunch of rappers doing that. It's the same thing, man. Oh, it's man. no different. It's no different. <laughs> That's great. Matthew hey, Ackman says more power to him. You know what I mean? More power, more power to him. Matthew Ackman says the NFT grift is elite though. It's it's no it's no better than the ICOs, man. Yeah. You, people don't, people got to realize how much was NFTs are tiny compared to the ICOs. We're talking hundreds of millions of dollars on vaporware, fam. Hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. Dude needs to go back and look at at. at initial coin offerings and he needs to look at the big raises and he needs to look at the companies and see they don't exist. Those coins are at zero. Yeah. They never built anything and they raised hundreds of millions of dollars. And, yeah. and, and many, 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 they were all over the place, man. So this is a bubble. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, it's just, it is what it is, what it is, man. It's like, it's a tool. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a tool where you can create something that you can convince people who are ignorant that they can own it. Right. That's it. And if you can convince any time that you can create, it's, you know, I said this back in 20, probably 20, I, probably, I tweeted this probably back in 2016 or 17. Mm-hmm. I said, Bitcoin is not digital gold. Bitcoin is the philosopher's stone. Mm-hmm. For people who don't know, that's, that's the, the ultimate. That's the ultimate uh, element from alchemy, yes. from which any element could be created. Correct. The, the Philosopher's Stone is the element that can create other elements out of thin air. Bitcoin is the Philosopher's Stone. Okay. And so you got to, like, it can create phantoms. And if somebody talks a good game, they can convince you that that phantom exists. It can also create some very, very useful things Mm. it's up to it's up to you as an individual to know the difference and Mm. also look with great power comes great responsibility Mm -hmm. i have 
you know, the ICOs were there. I had people on me. Man, I create tokens every day. Yeah. Like I can create an NFT in two minutes. And yeah. I think I did at one point tweet, like I just created this NFT in two minutes. Here it is. <laughs> like, I t- in the, at the third day of Bitcoin mystery school, everybody creates their own tokens. If somebody oh. wants to create an NFT, you're going to create it by hand, bite by bite. And it's going to show up on an explore. If you want to create an NFT, you can. If you want to make yourself a billion tokens, you can. You're going to do that on the third day of my class. Mm. Mm. It takes me about two minutes. I'm going to show you how to do it in like a half hour. Mm. We're going to do it together. Powerful. And it costs you under a cent to put it up. Mm. Okay. So it's like with great power comes great responsibility. When the ICOs came around, even my business partners were like, we got to do ICO. We got to do ICO. No, man. No. Because there's a reputation, there's my reputation at stake. This is what I do. I know this. Look, there's some things that are we we joke about, we joke about grifts, but there are real grifts, right? Yeah. Like what you do is not a grift. You deliver value. Yeah. You've got books, you've got companies, all of these people can see they create real value. Yeah. Right. What I do, you're gonna learn things, you're gonna work with the software, you could see the software. This is what I do. We joke about it being a grift, but there are legit grifts where people are just really lying to you. Yes. Okay. That's the During dark, the IC- we call it the dark side of the grift. The dark side of the grift. Mm-hmm. During the ICO boom, when they would have their websites and they would say, these are the founders. There were some hilarious ones, dude. They were pulling them off of stock, stock photos, images, like yeah. stock images. But there was another one where a dude dressed up as like four different people. <laughs> 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 he was ICOs all in. that made money he, he was, was like he there that way it was a dude one dude dressed as four different people <laughs> he had a wig in one he had a fake beard in another he was doing it was crazy where people were like this is insane that's how ridiculous it got you should have just used okay. ai to create the faces well go ahead and and you know what people get it people people are buying in people know it's a grift and they know it's fake yeah. but what they're buying in for is because they're like well I, it's musical chairs. I know it's a grift, but I also know the price is going to go up. Yes. Like so I know spe- it's a grift. Speculating. Speculate. Speculation. Yeah. But you're you're speculating. What are you speculating on? You're speculating on a greater fool coming and buying your bags. And for me, I'm like, that's not how I interact with humanity. It doesn't matter that I didn't know this person, because this could be somebody's grandma. This could be this could be some you know dad who's like man i want to put away some wealth for my for my children and he's like i think i'm gonna bet you know i don't have much money but this is what i'm gonna bet it on and it goes to zero and he loses it all and what's christmas like for them you know what i mean that's not me Mm. Mm. like i build the companies that i build deliver real value the products that i build deliver real value to real people and make their lives better yeah it doesn't just promise them the chance of gambling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we got a couple of great super chats that just came in. Uh, Waldemar Perez says, what about, and we're on two hours and 40 minutes. I haven't had a two hour, 40 minute interview in a while. So, you know, this is great. What about the crazy idea that the concept of money was seeded by aliens to assist with conquering and enslaving Stop. humanity? <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd love that one. <laughs> go buy, go buy my book Render Unto Caesar. I cover I cover where I cover where money comes from. That's my that's my book uh from this year. Uh the proof of dot work. You could go and get it. The proof of dot I think there's a you put a link in the YouTube. Yeah. Go buy my book Render Unto Caesar. You're gonna need some cryptocurrency to buy it though, because I only sell it for cryptocurrency. Nice. Um Chan Robinson, 
is the Bitcoin mystery school for people who have no real knowledge of Bitcoin? Yes. Z zero knowledge is perfectly fine and it's actually better. Right. Because if you come you with won't have dogma. To unlearn, you won't have to unlearn all this. Oh, that's the worst. That's, that, that's the worst. That's what I hate. Like, you know, I teach people how to build, how to, how to launch businesses. Like, you've never mm -hmm. launched a business before? Perfect. Come. But people yes. who have done it in the past, I'm like, oh my God, I have to spend time unlearning you. This is it. Just to bring you to up to speed. This is it. No, no knowledge come in. You will walk out with more knowledge than you'll, you'll be like, you'll look at the thought leaders in the space and be like, ooh, they are speaking gibberish. <laughs> Pure, uncut gibberish. This doesn't yeah. even make any sense. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Chris Bradley. Hey, Chris, you know, no, no love lost, man. We be a little hard on you, but we just, you know, we giving the real for real over here. He said, um, <laughs> hear me out. I'm a software engineer and I hold bags. I see the incredible potential of crypto. I also see billionaires building bases into the side of mountains and going into outer space. Um, I, you know, so that goes back to my conversation. You know, the gentleman I was, you know, arguing about trying to take it over, placing a good dollar up. This goes back to diversification of, of, of investments. Absolutely. You don't go all in on Bitcoin. You don't go all in on anything. But if you do go all in on something, you go all in on guns. If you, if you decide to go all in anything, you have to go all in on, on and you have to be careful because you have to get rid of them before the laser guns come around. Because then... <laughs> Although the old ones might still hold value because they might be like, anybody got some lead out here? <laughs> you know, I need some good lead. These laser guns ain't going to cut it. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. that's the only thing I would go all in on. But you have to diversify. So, yes, get you some property, get you a farm, get you sure. some Bitcoin, get you some stocks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the, the rich, yes, they're getting real life tangible assets, as you should, too. Um, Chad said, that's not how I interact with humanity is the bar of the whole episode. Chad, let me tell you, that touched me. He said, thanks for being one of the good ones. All glory to God. That touched me because that's how I operate. Mm -hmm. People ask me like, yo, you know, you could have been, you know, so much richer if you would have mm -hmm. did this, that, and the third. And I'm like, but I wouldn't be happy. That's it. I wouldn't be able to live with myself. You know, like... The e if you can't, if you can't live with yourself, why would you ever do something where you would even risk that? Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, yeah, that's not like, like when everybody runs around selling everybody on, Hey, start drop shipping stores. And it's just like, you know, that that train has passed. <laughs> Look, man, I, I, I live on a, in a tropical paradise. Yeah. And I had the capability to just decide to bring my family here. Yeah. You know, like financially, professionally, the way that I had structured my life, all of those things. And it's like, how, like, I, I, I'm, I've been this whole time, I'm looking out at one of the most beautiful views in the world. Like I'm, I'm here on a hill looking out at a tropical paradise, looking at the ocean, the waves crashing over the reef. It's like right there, I can walk to it. I can literally hear like the waves from from the beach and it's just like what do you want in terms of more wealthier like what <laughs> right. no free 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 like, yes yes wealth helps you to be free but at a certain point more wealth just becomes shackles
You know what I mean? There's diminishing returns. So it's like, look, yes. Is it, is it nice to be able to have these? Is it, I don't, I want to be in a situation where I can just be like, I need plane tickets. I need to go to an Island. I know that I'll be able to find a place there. No problem. We need a car. We need to do this, this, this. Yes. You need to be financially secure enough to do that. But it's like, how much more wealthy do you need to be than to just be in a position where it's like, I can do the work that I need to do. My yeah. family is safe. My kids are being educated. Well, my, we're, we're eating well, everything's taken care of. We're not at, at a need for anything from yeah. there on. It's gotta be about what's fulfilling. Right. Yes. Spiritually fulfilling. Yes. Yes. You know? and, and you know, I, you know, I, I tell people this all the time and I'm like, at one point, I could have made more money working in New York City than being home doing what I was doing. There you go. But when I was in New York City, I lost time with family. That's it. I didn't have that closeness. Now, my children come home from school, I'm the first face they see. Same when they with mine. wake up, I'm the first face they see. And, Same. And when they walk in the door, when they wake up, like my boys, we wake up at 6 a.m. and we train every day. There on school days is there a break that's now wealth. So that's, that's wealth. that's wealth that's 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 richness in your life and and I, I tell you it's the exact same thing for me last face they my daughters see when they go to bed first face they see in the morning i'm making them breakfast they co come in from the beach i'm making them lunch they, they, they come back from the beach in the evening dinner is there last face when they go to sleep at night Yes. You know? Yes. And it's like, and if I say, oh, I need to get up. I mean, you saw. Right. I'm talking. This is my little daughter's going to come and bother me. You know what I mean? But <laughs> it's like, that's well, that's well. Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't it, trade that's freedom. anything, man. I, I have freedom. Agreed. You know, I look at the people who make way more than me, but they ain't got my freedom. If I decide Shackled. to wake up at 12 noon and turn on the chess championship and sit there for an hour, I can do that. Elon Musk has been sleeping in his factory. <laughs> okay, let's just be real. Yeah. When people are like, yeah, the man's going to space, but he's sleeping in the factory and working 24 hours a day, okay? Yeah. Is that freedom or is that shackles? Because mm. mm. I sleep at home. <laughs> yeah. And if I decide today I don't want to work and I want to go hang out at the beach with my kids, then that's, that's what I do and nobody could, could tell me nothing. Indeed. 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 We got to work towards freedom. Um, another super chat here said, uh, dug it up. Prices conversation. Take all my Google coin. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we're going we're to begin to land a plane here. Tune in and drop yeah, out. Uh, what are your thoughts on Elon and Dodge co Dogecoin? Is he just playing the grift? Yeah. Well, he's, he's just being Elon. He's what? You know, he's just being Elon. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's power. Right. It's power. What he, he's, what he's doing is, look, this man took a coin that was built to be a joke. Like it, everything that was added, it's a, it's a fork of Bitcoin. And what they did was they took out all the things that was supposed to make Bitcoin valuable. Mm. They made it as a joke, right. just as like a project that we can make a joke coin. And it never was even a, a penny. Right. It, the whole point was that it was a joke. It's a meme coin. Right. And he took it and like, basically what he was doing was he was doing a proof of concept that he can basically give... He's got the Midas touch. Right. He can give something value, which, which we see. Elon goes to space, so you want to go to space. Elon does this, so you want to do this. Elon says Dogecoin, so you want to do this. This is um, Rene Girard, 
this is called a, this mimetic theory that's called triangular desire. So basically he became the person where anything that Elon wants, the whole world wants. Mm. Mm. And that was the, that was what he did was it's, it's just power. It's just, it's just, it's like domination. It's domination of it's, he did it cause he could. It's like, I'm gonna show you how powerful you want to talk about Bitcoin's valuable. Watch, watch this Dogecoin. <laughs> and it's like, ah, see magic. See how powerful I am. Uh-huh. See what I can do. I can manifest things into the world. It's sorcery. Uh. It's just sorcery. That's what, and you, and he's, and it works because you gave him the power. Everybody who follows along gives him the power and the people who know what he's doing and who are like, well, I know that he's just doing this and I know that he's just trolling, but I also know that the price is going to go up. So I'm going to buy anyway. You give him just as much power. That's Uh, the trick uh, because you're greed. Yeah. He can, he controlled the others through the, he controlled everybody through their greed. Yes. Through your passions. Yes. That's what he's getting you with. So whether it's lust, whether it's greed, whether it's avarice, all of these things, you're being controlled by, if you're being ruled by your passions, you're a slave. Right. You're a slave to your passions. And who's your master? Elon. Uh, and whoever he serves. So right. don't remember that. Yeah. Because somebody who would want to control you with your passions, with sins, is, yeah. is serving someone else. Let, let, something else. Let, let, me, let me put this thought across, Yaman, and tell me what you think. Go ahead. This is where we'll depart. Okay. Yes. Um, Maximo finds. Appreciate you said the information. Thanks, Hotep and Cyprian. Oh yeah, no doubt. Appreciate you. Hey, my pleasure. Thank you, thank you for wonderful. paying your tuition. That's wonderful, man. I love people like that. Damn, I wish I had my phone on me. Um, I got some super chats, uh, but I got them through Cash App. Uh, Khaled Cooper sent me a Cash App. Appreciate you, homie. Um, so check it out, man. Um, are you familiar with the Terminator series? Yes. Skynet. Yes. Okay. It is my hypothesis that Elon is building Skynet. I think that's right. You have Tesla cars connected to the cloud, (laughs) Mm -hmm. which at some point, when you say the wrong thing on the internet, it's going to drive you to the police station. Um, Then he has this, you're familiar with the satellite technology that he's coming out with? Oh yeah, Starlink. Starlink. It's out. It's out. Correct. Yeah. Um, it's just not out, out, right? Right. It's not not mass, but it's it's they're moving. They're, they're moving. moving satellites up. Yeah. Satellites are correct. Um then he has Neuralink. Neuralink, yeah. That they're all part of a thing. So for people not familiar, Starlink is going to beam internet across the globe uh for free. It's mm-hmm. going to put everybody on the web for free. You're actually, you're, it's your life that's going to pay the fee. Um, the com- cars, and then once they get that Neuralink, okay. Once they get that Neuralink in your head, then it's a wrap. I agree. I would not argue with that. He is building something very, very dangerous. Yes. And he is, and he is not your friend. As yes. I've said many times, Elon is not your friend. Cyprian, I appreciate you. Thank you for this conversation. Wonderful. Links Thank in you, the Hotep. description box. No doubt. You're going to come back. We're going to talk mysticism and religion next time I see you. Ooh, let's do it. Yes, sir. Thank you, brother. Peace, man. Peace. Oh, man. Hold on a second. Let me... Um...
Hold on. Um. Oh. Oh, it's not gonna pop up. Ah, right, you guys can just listen to me. What a wonderful conversation. The audio version here will be on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple. Um, I really enjoyed that conversation. It was just, you know, um, so beautiful. So, so beautiful. Um, subscribe if you have not already. Please do that. Uh, and I'll be back with more of these great conversations. I'll be streaming tomorrow. I stream five days a week. So I look forward to the next time I see y'all. Hotep and Bill.